All right, ladies and gentlemen, get ready to unleash your inner conspiracy theorists and join us at the highly anticipated Paracon event in East Tennessee. This event is where the magic is going to happen, baby, but only for two days out of the year, April 28th and 29th. That's a Friday and Saturday. This is not your average conference, though. Oh, no, my little chickadees. This, <laughs> this is a gathering of the weirdest and the most wonderful minds in the world of cryptids and the unknown. You'll be treated to some serious big-name speakers who are coming from far and wide to share their knowledge and experience. These speakers will blow your mind and leave you questioning everything you thought you knew about the world. But wait, CWC fighters, there is more! We know that all this talk of cryptids can work up an appetite, so they've got you covered there with some delicious food that'll keep you going. The vendors are bringing their A-game with some of the best food in the area, so you can chow down while you ponder the mysteries of the universe. So come join us at Paracon, happening April 28th and 29th, where the only thing certain is that you'll leave with more questions than answers. But hey, isn't that where the fun is after all? All right, we'll see you there. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Drewski. It is uh, April 9th, 2023. It's on a Sunday morning, and uh, me and Zuck just wanted to tell you guys happy Resurrection Weekend. And today is the day that Jesus uh, came back from the dead, and he's risen. So thank you, God, for that. Um, and uh, as far as me and Zuck, uh, we're definitely strong believers in Jesus, and that's the one thing that we put our stock into. And... Um, Guys, I wanted to talk to y'all about this episode that's going to be coming up after this. Um, it's about human sex trafficking, and um, yeah, so it's going to get it's going to get real deep and real graphic. And uh, we just want to extend a shout out to Whitney uh, that she came on. She was brave and she talked about the situations that she'd been in, and um, and the things that she's done to overcome that stuff, and the things that she's seen. So. We just wanted to say thank you to her, and um, that's one thing I love about our show, guys, is that there's no judgment whatsoever. If you guys have experiences or anything that you guys need to talk about or sightings you've had when it comes to everything, when it comes to cryptids, when it comes to conspiracies, when it comes to actual life-threatening things, um, me and Zuck are open ears, and uh, we want you guys to come on and just to talk about it. And... Um, you know, that's the one thing that's beautiful is that you do have people out there that are in your community. You do have people out there that have been through what you've been through. You just have to just open up and just be brave and just talk about it. And uh, you will see that there are like-minded people out there that are in your same boat. So uh, as far as that, um, yeah, Zook and I just wanted to tell you guys, hope you guys have a good week, a good weekend, a blessed weekend. Be safe. And uh, guys, every now and then. Put your phones down and look around for a while because, you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're really not. And the things that are going on in this world right now are very scary. But just like uh, just like me and Zuck talk about all the time, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And uh, that's okay because in the end, we win. Jesus wins. So um, you guys uh, losing hope, don't lose hope because it's going to get better. It will. And uh, guys, uh, just cherish your families. 
take a break from this rat race, pull out a little bit, and just share some things you know that God's given you. The outside, your family, your friends, and also too, guys, stay vigilant when you go out. Um, this is leading back to the human sex trafficking, guys. If you see something, say something. Don't be quiet, because if you're quiet, you're part of the cause. All right, guys, have a blessed week. We'll chat with you all later. And here we go with the episode. What's up, everybody? I'm Zook. Hey, guys, I'm Drewski. Hey, don't touch that. Don't touch that! Welcome to Crypto Warfare! And if you have a story or encounter, shoot us an email or a detailed voice message to cryptidwarfare at gmail.com. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-D-W-A-R-F-A-R-E at gmail.com. All right, everybody. Hey, this is Crypto Warfare. This is Z, baby. And Conspiracies. This is Drewski. <laughs> Anyways, guys, yeah, this is Drewski. Welcome to Cryptid Warfare and Conspiracies. We got an awesome guest on here. Her name is Wit, a.k.a. A.k.a. Awesomeness. So, uh, anyways, yeah, she's a big advocate against uh, child sex trafficking, human trafficking. Uh, she knows a lot of knowledge of all these things. Um, yep. And we're just glad to have you on there. Wit. I'll, I'll call you Wit. That's that's basically what I've been calling you. So, um, My friend's yeah, it's finally me. after all these technical after after all these technical difficulties we've been having, Huzzy. It was seriously like forty five <laughs> minutes of technical issues. Fr- Freaking frustrating. Yeah, yeah it's I the know, I guess the big I guess the big brothers do don't want us to talk moon? about this. Uh, do you want to blame our assigned <gasps> FBI agents? Uh, could be oh. the NSA. Could be Operation Five Eyes. Yeah, I blame the oh. voices in my head. Oh, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Operation Five Eyes. <laughs> it could be. Uh, yeah. Wait, so, what's oh, that like one? I haven't, I haven't heard of them. Operation Five Eyes. Uh, the Freedom Act. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, where it's illegal for our federal government to spy on us to a certain degree. So what they do is they'll contract that spying out to other countries. And because other countries have the same legislation, if not similar, they'll they basically spy on each other's civil, <laughs> yeah, their civilians for each other and then exchange that information. Right. Wait, what did you say about Operation Five Eyes? That's kidding. Write <laughs> <laughs> it down, Z, Operation Five Eyes. Okay, okay. Let's just. Uh, oh no! This would be one of my fun little kid. videos to make later. Okay. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where, Where to start? Um, I guess uh, if I had to start anywhere, I would say that um, I hope everyone and anybody listening to this or watching this can relate to this. But I grew up um, very much in that underdog position where um, every time I had an opportunity to speak out, I was silenced. Every time I tried to physically stop something, I was stepped on. And, um, you know, from physically, mentally, to spiritually, like all types and forms of attacks, I've just really lived it, experienced it. And I, for those reasons, um, and 
remembering what it felt like to not have anyone there, knowing that the people that I love the most were watching and were not going to step in and were not going to save me, really opened my eyes to what it must be like for so many others out there who don't have family, who don't even have a mother or father, a brother or sister or a grandparent to look over after them. And what it's like to just not have a voice. And um, so everywhere I've gone um, from working as a contractor on Fort Bliss for three years, talking to many soldiers from different branches of uh, the military to DOD civilians, um, or I'm sorry, it would be like the GS civilians, the government contractors. And just hearing so oh, yeah, many GSP. stories of, yeah. you know, just the the most insane, unspeakable things. And uh, the only reason that I had that opportunity is because I was processing DD-214s. So mm. you ask about their deployments, you ask about their injuries, you ask about Everything, you have to comb through everything. And as much as uh, is valid to be like annotated, you have to annotate it because that's their life. That's what's going to allow them to get their benefits. That's what's going to protect their family if they pass away. That's what's going to get them uh, health insurance or like just, but yeah, not health insurance, but uh, health coverage like 20 years down the line when suddenly they get a weird, mysterious, rare cancer, but they were serving in the burn pits in the Middle East. So it was just a real eye-opening experience. So from there, everywhere I went, I just kind of had this eye for corruption, this just knowingness that there was this force that, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I know there's good people out there. There's bad people out there. There's people who shift everywhere in the gray in between, but I really firsthand witnessed this force that would just take people who are in an emotionally or energetically low state and you'd see that like manipulation or that push. And some people might say you see that like when somebody gets really drunk and then their eyes like go black and some people might call it possession where they're just Mm -hmm. being influenced by this just concentrated force that isn't normally their own. You know, people doing Mm. things, hurting people that they normally would not. Crossing lines that they would normally not. It's just, uh, the world is definitely a supernatural place. That's a fact. (sighs) Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) it was that journey that um, basically, it caused me to burn out um, really young, um, from 16 to 19, I started doing like all the rabbit holes, all the research and really, um, and that was before I even worked as a contractor. That was just with my dad having a military background, having a long line of family in the military and just seeing that they're practicing, you know, like being these soldiers and like carrying out the orders of this government that like just stamps papers and doesn't even see the faces of of these people being executed like for the sake of national security and then coming home and saying that I don't trust the government um 
you know, if they put out something like wait 10 years to take it, um, I wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw them. And it's just a very, very confusing message. So I had to like, I was just a very curious person. I had to do the research. And that's what ended up bringing me to um, TikTok. Um, so after a period of my life um, where I just went really deep and I went into what I would call the deepest rabbit holes, um, just things that you can't unsee, things that keep you awake for two, three days in a row. And at the end of it, um, you know, you're not disassociating, you're not, um, it, it really feels like you're kind of lost in the woods, your adrenaline's pumping, but you're surrounded by people. But they all seem to be kind of stuck in this like autopilot where they're just worried about their nine to five and they don't see like the signs, they don't see the symbolism, they don't see the like the the undertones and the subliminal messages that are in the advertisements in the movies in the tv shows like in even uh like just religion and just societal structures and just how so much of what we consume and interact with on a day-to-day -day basis is like a chinese finger trap if you try to run out it's going to drag you back in and it's going to be painful. Like you literally have to ease your way out. Uh, and I ended up seeing uh, at that point, I was just feeling uh, ready for a change. Uh, I saw a job opening and it was for this third party company that was, uh, at that time, I didn't know that they were contracted by TikTok. I just knew that it was a new call center in my city, uh, that they were paying $18 an hour, that it was the greatest place to work. It was such a positive environment. Everybody was trying to get in. Um, it was a great opportunity. Um, and as soon as I went, uh, one of the interviewers, like, I passed the first interview and they let me know, hey, um, you know, are you going to be able to watch graphic content like um, from self-mutilation to like murder, um, but without really, yeah, like hinting at those things that we see, but without even directly saying what I just said, just yeah. graphic content. But the things that we see, uh, the things that we don't normally see in real life because they're censored by people like us. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, from there, um, <laughs> I ended up uh, flying with passing colors. Um, and I was also warned, like after my third interview that, hey, by the way, this place has a kind of environment where um, they they didn't put it in these words but if I could put it in just like very literal just it is what it is um, they don't tolerate any uh, what they perceive as negativity so if somebody has like a grievance whether it's valid or not 
it's just kind of like we have a great job we have a great contract don't mess it up shut up put up we don't want to hear it kind of That's we don't want no we don't want no confrontation we don't want no questions just shut up and do your job exactly hmm. so um not even uh three days into my training i ended up getting picked up by uh just sheer luck if we want to call it that <laughs> um i ended up getting picked up for a special ai project um, because i volunteered along with two other uh, members of my training group so uh three days in um we got pulled away we're put on this special ai project and we're told we're uh we're gonna be processing the most graphic content basically the most dirty laundry of humanity that's not even like a good expression but i, I really hope y'all get the gist of this like yeah uh the gutters of humanity um so it was our job to not only uh comb through it but also associate labels and tags that would allow uh, the ai to um associate those things with what we were watching and uh, in for better words uh, interpreting because that's really what we were doing a lot of the time because you're taking into context whatever is on the screen um, whether it's a thousand people falling off of a school balcony that had some kind of uh, st structural um, deformity that it collapsed it collapses and you have to see whether somebody breaks their leg and there's visual tissue because that's one thing compared to just um, an accident that is not necessarily man-made but it's just like what would be considered a natural accident like nobody put a ball it's just it, it was it was so much so much that went into that and like being able to differentiate, but the entire time you're shutting off your emotions because you cannot process any of that and have an emotional reaction at the same time. You'll, you'll lose your mind. You'll do something crazy like drink a whole bottle or jump off a cliff or jump in front of traffic. Like there's, you, you're literally like shutting the door to your heart to be able Basically, to do this job. You're basically just suffering in silence. Yes. Yeah. And um, it was during my time there that I really started to have my eyes opened because it was really one thing to uh, be a teenager and uh, questioning my uh, government, questioning my parents, questioning the military and wondering how we can be so good, but we can be experimenting on our own people. We can be uh, dropping bombs on people who have no weapons, like just all of this to being firsthand and seeing like firsthand footage from all over the world that most people don't even get a chance to see, but it's unfiltered, it's raw and it's like a confirmation but it's like instead of you searching it out it's like it found you and you can't hide from it 
in any way, shape, or form, and you can't deny it. And if you try to deny it, it only hurts you and the people around you. Um, and from there, um, I started in February of 20, uh, it was 2020. So it was about a month roughly before the whole pandemic was announced that, um, we were going to be initiating the quarantine, but don't worry guys, two weeks, a month, this whole situation. And, uh, from there, what I thought was like, you know, basically the whole world, uh, revealed to me through this looking glass that was my job and, um, just to this whole dam breaking open with the presidential election, um, with Joe Biden, with Hunter Biden, his laptop, all the allegations of not only illegal drugs, but extremely underage girls. And I mean, the things that I saw, and don't get me wrong, the thing that people don't understand is that we're very much groomed for our positions to be, in a sense, kind of like police of the internet. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to it, we don't have that much um, overall jurisdiction. Like our positions are very like um, detail oriented and very specific where we don't have access to other um, like other uh, other projects. So we're not even allowed to communicate because they don't want us to basically cross the information and kind of like cross contaminate. Yeah. So, um, get ready for some monster size entertainment with no pesky ads. Subscribe to our cryptid and conspiracies podcast for just a few coins a month and listen to all the spooky tales of the unknown creatures and conspiracies and commercial free bliss. Get your subscription now and join the hunt for the truth today. Link in the show notes. For the most part, like for me, everything that we flagged would be basically sent off to a bunch of different divisions and you're hoping that they're either being reported to the FBI if it's like, uh, you know, an elderly man assaulting a five-year-old boy or it's so much worse. You just, you don't know whether it's time sensitive, you don't know, and you only have about 20 to 25 seconds to decide how to action on that video. Really? And uh, yeah, it was, it was absolutely insane. Like the metrics that we had to maintain were inhuman and they would just burn through employees like nobody's business. And then- they sorry, would rehire. Sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. So no, why, please. why was it, why did you only have like that certain like time lock on that 25 seconds, 30 seconds? Why is that? So the way that it worked is that um, when uh, teleperformance, um, the third party company uh, that was contracted by TikTok, they basically put out a contract, uh, a bid on the contract that TikTok was uh, selling or putting out on the market. So what happened was that they they had already had predetermined uh, metrics that said these are what have to be met 
So this company came, not only did they underbid on the contract, mm. they just, yeah, I mean, you can only imagine what comes with an underbid. They mm-hmm. underperformed, undereducated, under like trained. It was just like, um, kind of like a house of cards. Like at any moment, like it felt it like crumble. really things could crumble. Yes. Yeah. Like it was really, for the most part, like a facade that kept it running because people were covering each other's backs and covering each other's backs with reports and like manipulating numbers to the point where they're firing all entry level employees and protecting management and saying, oh, hey, sorry, TikTok. It's not our fault that the numbers aren't where they're supposed to be. It's not because we did not train them well and it's not because we do not know how to do our jobs. Um it's because they just, they sucked. They could not perform. So yeah. we need new people. And then if you give us like two to three months, we'll show you that we can deliver on our contract. Gotcha. It was, <clears throat> it was absolutely, uh, definitely like a firsthand experience of what people would call like corporate America, like where it's, you know, green grass, sunshine, uh, coffee in the break room, you don't have to pay for it, and everything seems great. But then when it comes to the actual grind, you realize you're, it feels like you're selling your soul. Like, yeah. not, not even necessarily selling your soul, but you're sacrificing your soul to take that paycheck every home. Because part yeah. of you, I mean, if you're an empathetic human like me, I don't know, I can't speak for everyone else that I worked with, but I always went home feeling like I did not do enough. Like, there was, like... You know, you as much as you want to clock out and leave work at work, it's just lingering images. And it's like it becomes like this TV connection that you don't always have the ability to switch off where you could be having a conversation with your husband or your wife. And then all of a sudden you have like a violent flashing image of a man smashing them in the face. And it's partially a real image that you saw but it's merging and fabricating itself with the reality that you're watching where Mm. it's basically like a a hallucination but it's like it's something that you've seen so it's like a memory if that makes sense yeah yeah it's basically ptsd yeah ptsd yeah just engraved into your head but you guys were just basically just slammed with all these videos with all this crap you know, of like human toxicity and like what they were doing out there with murders, child sex, slavery, all this stuff. And just the stuff you were seeing, like how many hours did you work a day? Um, so I only worked, um, technically I worked seven and a half hours because I would get, um, I would get half an hour lunch, but I would get yeah. half an hour of paid breaks. I would actually mm-hmm. get two paid breaks. So that was yeah. one of the incentives that they sold us on was, hey, yeah. look, you get, you know, you're only working this much of your actual shift, like relax. And, oh, hey, we have like a Zen room. Oh, hey, we have like a outdoor area. We have like a gaming system. Like we have Nintendo PlayStation. Like you can do this on your break. We have vending machines. Like almost sounds like Google. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're basically just trying to cover up on the crap. They're just throwing you guys into and the stuff you're seeing. Okay. Even though, even though we're, 
ruining your mind and giving you guys PTSD on what you guys are seeing on a constant basis, this will make up for it. Wrong. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it just, it wasn't the case. And don't get me wrong. Um, we had a mental health advisor that was assigned to us. So we had to meet with her at least once a month. And uh, depending on what project you were in, like, so for me, I would meet with her uh, once a week because we were yeah. in that, a that AI project. So we were seeing more concentrated content. But you just, um, it's like the forefront of the field. Um, there are not a lot of trained professionals that are familiar with social media and everything that people put on there from having men uh, execute their women, uh, their, their wife and children like live um, and then making them eat them in a soup type of content. Like there's just, there's no way to make a crash course on this. If yeah. that makes sense. Like, it's just, yeah. it's kind of like, uh, it, it, yeah, well, there ain't, yeah, there ain't, there ain't no way you can prepare somebody for that. There's no way. No. And you have like this very, uh, sweet, um, very educated woman who wants to help and help with mental health and, uh, assess us individually and be there for us individually. But you have one person there for hundreds of individuals and, you know, when you take more than your 15 minutes, you're also stepping onto somebody else's time. Like, you know, so it's kind of like, yeah, the time's there if you need it, but don't take it kind of mm -hmm. mentality. And at the same time, sh there's no way to train her for that unless you take somebody who's already like worked with law enforcement or somebody who's worked like on the forefront where they're seeing this on a day-to-day -day basis to be able to like walk somebody through the visual trauma of seeing that content, how to process it, how to mm. recoup, how to heal and how to leave it behind in a healthy way, but you don't go home. And then um, you have a person who's never been uh, violent in their life. And all of a sudden mm. they're hitting their wife after working yeah. a year there. You know, you, you get what I'm saying? I hear. Yeah. It's like, basically you're like, you don't have a violent past, but yet when you go there, it's all you see is violence and all this stuff is like, you're drinking from a fire hose. Monkey see monkey do like yeah. it just, it, it kind of, uh, kind of takes me back to that, uh, torture method where you're just laying down, um, and you have <clears throat> water dripping on your forehead and it's just, <laughs> it's just a drop of water. It's no big deal, but a million Over time, water drops later it's going crazy. insanity mm -hmm. yeah exactly <sighs> so uh, it was a definitely an eye-opening journey and it just went from very much an environment where i felt like everybody had my back i was really making a change in the world to um everybody for themselves, everybody covering for whoever they're covering, picking their favorites and cleaning house to your trauma means nothing. Good luck. Like, yeah, you're basically just a number. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Disposable. And it was, it was insane because everything that you hear people talk about I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone, but at least for myself, growing up, 
um, you know, hearing both sides, one side obviously louder than the other, but saying like, oh, you know, we're so thankful, like, if it weren't for our government, we wouldn't have made it through, like, everything we've made it through, like, all the attacks on our soil, and then that small lingering whisper saying, hey, um, they were responsible for that. Hey, uh, that's a false flag. Hey, um, you know, and it just, it starts this whole, like, uh, dissonance. But when I was actually working and removing, uh, well, not at that point, not removing that content, just processing it. We were getting directive from the federal government as far as how to treat um, COVID, how to treat uh, Biden's laptop. And it was, the majority of it was just disinformation. Like, it didn't mm -hmm. matter who it was. It didn't, and the thing is that they tell us to be investigators, literally like detectives, but mm -hmm. only to a certain degree. And they choose when to draw the line, when to erase it, and when to redraw it. So you could have the most accredited doctor speaking on COVID and, um, you know, they're saying whatever they want about the injections and we have to remove it. Like, you know, we can yeah. go on another tab. We can look up this person, check that the, they're accredited, that they're really who they are. But because it contradicts or it could put fear in people or distrust in public institutions, like, it was just such a broad net that I was just like, what is free speech? Like, this is, this feels like a joke. Like, I would just feel so disgusted with myself just going yeah. home knowing that I was basically like this Agent Smith in the system. Yeah, where, you know, somebody like put in a call and I just had to go in and do the cleanup. And it's just the things that I saw, like, you just, um, and that's the thing, too, is you see people uh, in all types of situations, all types of clothings or lack thereof, all types of injuries, all types of just w weapons, like anything under the sun, you see it to the point where you're watching um, sometimes a thousand, depending on your department, to 3,000 videos a day. And in the span, you're supposed to judge in the span of 20 to 25 seconds, assuming you're not judging it in like about 5 to 10 seconds, because that's what they encourage. Mm -hmm. And then wonder why all of a sudden, like your metrics and your accuracy and your statistics aren't where they need to be when they're basically telling you just push the button, push the button, push the button. You, uh, you see deep fakes, you see artificial injuries, and you see real-life broadcasted murder and suicide, torture, mutilation, self-mutilation. Like You see it all. Mm -hmm. And you get to a point where, for the most part... Um, I mean, I was only there for a year, but it's like at that point, you're like more of a veteran because it was a relatively new company. Mm -hmm. You're able to uh, identify the differences between deep fakes and artificial images versus yeah. reality. Yeah. Where it Ooh. looks like a cheap imitation or like cartoon-like 
in comparison or you automatically like it's kind of like those videos I don't know if you guys have ever seen them where um, you'll have a person and they'll have like a giant frog on their desk if you pause the image for a second and you look at the frog chances are the lighting the way that the light is shining on the person so the light may be on this side of this person's face but the light on the frog is on the opposite side and there is no light source. So it's like, it's kind of like a internal like brain processing thing that after seeing it for so long and having to distinguish between the two that it just kind of stands out to you and you're like, Oh, that's off. That's wrong. That's fake. Yeah. So when it came to like images of like, standing presidents or former presidents um in just all kinds of acts like because it wasn't i mean granted like obviously it's in the season so with biden's laptop uh, with hunter biden's laptop that was just kind of the general conversation that was on the surface of everything but it just seemed like untouched we were yeah. all talking about it but it wasn't allowed to push past like a certain level like there were I don't I don't remember there ever being any public outcry except for their uh for really on social media and TikTok and that was the few people that just did not include content from the laptop because the people who included images like those images were immediately added to the AI so within uploading your video that 10 to 30 seconds that it takes to upload they're scanning your video they're scanning the audio that's what the ai is doing and that is what's determining whether your video gets uploaded or it gets shadow banned or you get an instant violation or it tells you error this video cannot be uploaded Mm. for whatever reason like it's just there's so much to it And, like, it just, it really caused me to question every single thing that I thought I knew. Everything that I had accepted as, like, a moral and a principle growing up here in the United States of America. And I really had to basically, like, strip myself naked of everything I thought I was and look through the pieces and sit with them and feel them and really see if I identify with them or if that's what society just had shown me and I felt forced to wear on my back or on my shoulder. Yeah. Like it was just, cause <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but if you were to see um, someone like Joe Biden and they were in a precarious situation where They were with um, an underage girl, we'll say under the age of 18, and she's tied to a tree and he's whipping her. And you're just, you know, maybe your first thought is, hmm, well, it has to be fake. You know, they make deep fakes every day. Um, Everybody wants to slander their name. Um, Another thought might be, hmm, well... (sighs) If this is real, how can he still be president? How isn't there like a revolution? How isn't there some kind of civil war going on? Like, why is nothing happening? 
And that's what causes a lot of people to feel like it can't be real. Because if it was, we all wouldn't be sitting here, like, questioning it. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Honestly, to me, oh, God. I can see that. I can see him do that. I just, I just get that vibe from seeing videos to just how he is. I don't even know if he's the real one or not. Honestly, looks like uh, he's, he's a double too. He's been deteriorating as far as his uh, not only physical but also his mental health and just yeah. the way he holds well, himself. He doesn't seem very cognizant. Well, it, it seems just, like he doesn't even know he's alive. Like every day seems just like, a, like, a, like a dream. Like, it's me, weird. He's just like a puppet, in my opinion. Someone's pulling the strings on that. But also, too, with the whole revolution thing, to me, with people's morals and... Excuse me. Everybody wants to be gangster, right? But when it's time to be gangster... <laughs> Ain't nobody about it. No, Nobody about it. Nobody about it. That's and so funny. I'm serious. Like, that's just how it is nowadays. No, yeah, Everybody I 100% see that stuff. my job all they want and they can you know they can talk about the truth when it comes to talk about the truth or to really stand up for what you believe in nobody's about that because they realize you look around don't say nobody because we're here talking about it so we're doing something you may not be at the white house marching (laughs) i'm talking about like you know like the general people um yeah for all of you watching this feeling personally attacked we're talking about you Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just but yeah, but, but basically in a nutshell, like it's, I don't know. To me, it's people won't do anything because it hasn't hit their backyard yet. Yeah. People are like, oh, that won't happen to me. You know, that, that will never mm-hmm. happen. Oh, that's crazy. Um, and to me, that's probably like one of the smartest things for someone to be letting out the truth is to be putting it out in the public and for them to be so like desensitized to it. And like, oh, that's fake. But in reality... Can be it's real. happening in your backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it's interesting. I remember in college, I forgot what 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 um class it actually was, but my major was exercise science. Um, but we learned about as you know, people adapted. You know, back in the hunter and gatherer days, um, there was you know fight or flight, and one that's more recent is just now there's freeze, and it's so mm. crazy that yep. just for so many people, it like that was unheard of, like. And and people back in the day, like they didn't even really need shoes either. I mean, they had like freaking. And there are still tribes um, that I mean don't need shoes. I mean, they could freaking walk on glass and stuff. And they're good. They, yeah, you know, they're, they their feet are so fire. callous that they're and, completely unbothered and unfazed, unhurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's um, amazing. Uh, crap, what are they? Uh, the Romans? Show, uh, I'm, I'm I'm blanking out. Um, Three hundred, like Spons. those Roman soldiers, like. Um, they didn't have yeah yeah spartans but like there was no such thing as shin splints or, or anything like that like that's more of a normal thing like we're becoming super soft and um a co-worker i was chatting with um just a couple days ago uh he doesn't know what branch of the military he wants to go into but he said it is getting so dumbed down to where to the point they can't even raise their voice to you like they have to be more i'm like are you serious dude like uh, well, I, I don't know well, what it's going to say that, about like our, our yeah, well, seals special forces. a lot of them well, okay, here's here's the scary part. Tim Kennedy was talking about this. He was talking about special forces and like a boot camp and all that. I remember when uh, I was going through that with the, with the academy for police, 
they were uh, for law enforcement. They were in your face and stuff. Now they have like these stress cards, where if the drone instructor's on you, you pull out that stress card, they leave you alone. Same with the military. Same thing. You pull out that pink card, is what we call it, and you get a stress-free day. Now, like you said, they can't really raise their voice to you. They can't really be up in your face. You kind of control the situation, and um, it's just getting kinder and gentler. And not only that, too, going back to what she said with the whole Joe Biden and him whipping and stuff, I I think of it as like MK Ultra. They like throw it in your face so much when it comes to video what games, the- to movies, to everything. That when you actually do see something that's legit, oh, that's fake. That's BS. Exactly. You're Anyways. just so desensitized with all the fictional garbage you're shown day in and day out. Especially like when you look at like the Saw series. It's like, yeah. you know how many people probably got incentivized based off of just watching that series? And like how many, like it, it was basically soft porn for some people. Like I, mm-hmm. I know people don't understand that, but for these people, it's not always about like a purely sexual like act. It's just the power that you have over someone and yeah. that just predator prey mentality, like. And yeah. it's just, it's not a coincidence that now you have, like, household topics coming back, like uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Now we're mm-hmm. talking about cannibalism. The McRib made a comeback. Like, uh, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer comparing <laughs> the, I, I believe it was Jeffrey Dahmer comparing the McRib to, like, people and just all this just crazy, crazy Oh, that reminds me, too, of what you put out, because I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely heard of that. It's like the long pig. That's what they call people, cannibalism, when they eat people, is long pig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. FYI. Yeah. Yeah, I think, so... yeah, you sent me that, um, I think, because I, I know that I saw it earlier this week, and I think you sent it to me, Drew. Yeah, well, I saw it from her, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen that before, so that's when I zipped it over to you. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I was just, as soon as I saw that video where... Um, it, I mean, I don't want to assume it was somewhere in the South, but here in the South, we got a little more crazy when it came to cannibalizing. Um, and I don't say we like us, like we were there, but I'm just saying like America, our history, yeah. like, you know, we're, we're stomping around on the ground that it happened on. So, you know, even though we weren't there, we're not taking credit. <sighs> We're basically a result of that story, and we're still living through that story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, as far as it came to cannibalizing slaves, uh, turning their skin into leather, like it really, like the further south you got, the just more deranged, severe, and that's where you have like furniture that's made out of their skin, that's stuffed with their hair. And you're wondering, like, where is all this depravity coming from in 2023? And it's like, our country is founded on that. It was just very well hidden behind closed doors. And we didn't have TV or telephones to broadcast it to everyone. No, then that's a fact. And everybody was terrified to speak on it. Oh, yeah. What's so wild, like, because this is stuff I didn't know about. Like, in, in school, I get you can call me more of, like, a trouble student, but I... I, you know, it was a pretty rough life that I had growing up. So teachers, I know, I know like the teachers would fudge the grades just a little bit to get me out 
of their class and eventually school didn't work out for me and <laughs> like, i got my I, Zook, I don't i don't want you again this year you're going you're getting out dude no here. dude it was crazy <laughs> but well I, I was more like the class clown like i didn't start fights or anything but i, I love making a scene and making jokes you know still haven't grown out that <laughs> or, or grown out of that but yeah Guilty. it was crazy so uh <laughs> thank you um so I ended up getting my GED and it was so crazy because when, um, when I went to college after I got my GED, I did not realize, I, I did not realize how watered down school was. And that was the first time as a freshman, I found out what lynching was. And I remember I was in the library, you know, everybody was all around me. Um, I don't know if we worked on a project, but I'm like, what is lynching? And of course I typed it in Google that literally affected me for probably a month. Like, like it was quite a while. And that's whenever I really started to open up my mind. And this is back in 2012 um and it was just uh i don't know because there was there was a lot in life that i had seen supernaturally and then also events that i had been through that that always uh, you know in a, in a way left me open-minded to just certain situations and scenarios and thinking outside the box and it Reality was shattering. yeah it was freaking crazy i started learning um I don't know, different ways to study and, and it was so much fun learning all this stuff but i wish i didn't wait so long like well when i say to learn i mean not learn everything but understand why some people are the way they are and and how some of this just i don't know it just it, it was just weird hopefully that makes sense <laughs> are you ready to level up your podcast game introducing superpass the ultimate all-in-one platform made by podcasters for podcasters Imagine having access to a sleek website builder, the most powerful content app maker on the market, engaging courses, a thriving community, Patreon, and, and exclusive membership perks, all in one place. With a Netflix-inspired layout that's both professional and creative, Superpass is the perfect place to grow your audience and take your podcast to the next level. Don't miss out. Join the Superpass revolution today. Check out superpass.com and get a two-week free trial. Link in the show notes. No, no, I completely get you. And the way I look at it when it comes to um, the darkness, and I don't even want to say darkness because I really like all the people and forces that be that do all these things. I don't see them as darkness because it's necessary to existence and reality. It's just forces of corruption. People who've gotten too polarized in their own ego, uh, their own ego, where they see us as like you know, dollar bills, commodities, eggs at yeah. the farmer's market. Sorry. Uh, yeah, exactly. We're like cattle to them, commodities. Yeah. Let me uh, let, let me ask you, you, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. What was, since you're a big, um, since you're a big activist against child sex slavery, sex slavery and human trafficking and all that, what was the thing that broke the camel's back when you were working there? What was the one thing? Like you just had like that aha moment. Um, it, when I was working uh, indirectly for TikTok, you mean? Yeah. Um, for me, <laughs> it was, see, because I'm the type of person that I really, I don't break easily. Like I can take uh, a decade of abuse, but it'll just be like um, that one final straw on the camel's back and it'll be like this force was just kind of uh, biding its time this 
just the entire period that I was in silence because it was just instance after instance after instance where I would go above and beyond and I would get um, not only attacked for it, but basically punished for it. Where uh, I would get in trouble for catching, uh, like, because I was in the AI project for about five, six months, and then they ended up uh, disbanding it because of just a whole slew of issues. And from there, we got released into uh, general population. And um, with general population, like, you could see anything and everything from a two-year-old dancing naked to uh, sometimes you would even accidentally get uh, celebrity TikToks, even though they were supposed to be in a completely, like, different queue, uh, watched over by a different project. And what happened uh, to me personally was that there were many instances where I would catch something, the supervisor would watch the video that I caught and they would pass it or they wouldn't, uh, you know, tag the violation. And there would be another employee, like same level as me, did not catch it. But when it comes down to it, like those are the one, uh, those are always the videos that we're going to review are the ones where we misalign. So when that, when yeah. videos like that come back and you have somebody who's only been working there for six, seven months and they're catching something that could catch, cause ridiculous public backlash and you have a supervisor who's been there for like the three, four years since the project opened up in El Paso and they did not catch it and they're supposed to be in charge of more delicate projects, it really causes some serious questions. So I basically, like everywhere I went, I would bump heads, step on toes, and Mm. um, there was a point in time where um, I had a video of a girl, and I was like, you know what, she's underage. Like, um, yes, she has her belly button pierced, I pierced my lip when I was 13. Having a piercing doesn't guarantee that sh- that someone's 18, especially a female. And it, it was the weirdest thing, you guys. Working at that company and working with uh, other women and men, when it came to women, uh, women had a better gauge for uh, guessing the age of other females. Yeah. Like from children to babies to grown women. And when it came to men, for whatever reason, um, there was just a larger discrepancy where they would see like a 13 to 16 year old and they would label her as 18 Hmm. or older. And it was just a very disturbing like thing that we all noticed but we never really addressed or confronted like the girls were just given the final say when it came down to it like it was just very uh very gross in the way that it like was handled and operated like unspoken you know like oh well the guys suck at this and they age up so when it comes down to it as long as a girl has a final say it'll be fine but there were times where you know there's like only a male supervisor i say this girl is 13 and they're like oh she's 18 the video goes out and this was Uh, this actually happened where a video went out back into the public feed 
And there was a huge public backlash saying that she was just a child. Like, people ended up finding out her real age. It turned out that she was 12. So Jeez, she wasn't oh. even supposed to have a TikTok. And uh, just all these, like, it was just a huge thing. And then it came down to our branch. And they asked us, like, you know, what happened? Who moderated this video? And I was like, I actioned right. I, I, I moved to pull that video. And like it was just from there it was just like a slow downhill roll everywhere i went whoever i talked to and i had very few friends there that actually yeah. like had the same mentality that i did that weren't just there for a paycheck and like okay hush hush yeah things are very messed up but just take the paycheck say everything's great and go like Shh. collect 200 go you still talk to anybody from there no. Yeah, yeah probably cut ties this. with that too. Yeah, um, I definitely would. No, seemed I... like they just they just sold out for the paycheck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was it was definitely rough, and then with the whole um, the precedence of Jeffrey Epstein and the whole scandal, like because it's like everybody knew for for 20 years, people knew, and it just wasn't common knowledge amongst the working class but when it came to the elites everyone knew it was just a matter of him like becoming the next fall guy but like just the timing uh from seeing like all the footage that i like most people normally wouldn't have the opportunity to see because it would have been censored by people like me already yeah it was just like uh, like being like having been in the audience your entire life and then getting to watch everything from behind the red curtain. Yeah. <sighs> and I guess from that point forward, like it was just uh, one thing after another and our company ended up, uh, I'm sorry, not our company, but uh, TikTok ended up changing hands. I don't know if you guys had heard about that. Like uh, it was... <clears throat> like towards the end of 2020 where uh, ByteDance sold the American branch of TikTok to Oracle out of Austin, Texas. Okay. And they did that because of the whole, that was the time frame when they were saying, oh, you know, President Trump wants to ban uh, TikTok or, oh, the government wants to ban TikTok because it's uh, a danger to national security and then what did they end up doing they just sold it to an american uh, an american uh i believe they're like a marketing management type company yeah to basically run the business for them and that happened uh like between august to december of 2020 and from there it was just downhill yeah like it was it deteriorated quickly because just like I had said before, where it was like this house of cards that, you know, um, the only reason it was standing still is because everybody was literally holding each like holding on to each other. And if one person were to let go or to like really speak out, it would all come tum uh, tumbling down. So we ended up undergoing training because they decided that they knew better than the people who have been running social, uh, this social media app for like 
uh, I don't know, probably like six, seven years at that point. Uh, I can't even remember what time, uh, when TikTok uh, first came out. It was before 2013. Um, it's been a while. It's been around that long? <laughs> so, Jeez, oh. it's, it's been around. Wow. Uh, I didn't realize it's been around for that long. Yeah, it might. It might have been 2015, 2016, but you get the idea. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. more than six years. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so Oracle comes in and they decide, okay, we have um, like 200 plus uh, like titles and labels for violations. And they decided they wanted to rename and rebrand and redefine everything. And they basically took everything, kind of put it in those weird things that you may have used in high school or college where it puts some keywords. Like they, it, it's like they took our playbook, they put it in that program and it just switched out some words and moved stuff around and just complicated it and renamed it and then gave it back to us and said, hey, memorize this in two weeks. Good luck. Huh. Oh, wow. and by the way, while you're training... And while you're supposed to be learning um, these all new titles and just how everything's been redefined and organized, you're going to be doing your old job at the same time because we can't handle the workload without you during your training. And you're going to be operating under your old playbook while you're learning the new one. So Damn. just <laughs> like press free. I am convinced that almost nobody passed that like exam and that they literally just passed us as a class to cover for our trainer because it was so bad. Like it was so bad. Everything was so rushed. Everything was just not, not done, not well done. And just like when it came to like procedure and like the amount of time that we should have had to invest like in the material and really be able to practice it. Like it just was not there. And yeah. then from there, um, from December to March, um, I ended up leaving the company in March was when I ended up uh, putting my two weeks and leaving. Uh, it was just downhill. They were starting to get, because uh, they basically gave us, uh, what's it, what do you call the period where you're like acclimating? Like, um, uh, adjusting, like a, uh, adapting. Uh, yeah, you get what I'm saying. That that mm -hmm. period of time where they're they're like, okay, you know what? The contract says that uh, your accuracy has to be at 95% across your entire program, mm -hmm. um, but for the this three month period, like, we'll allow you to be at uh, lowest 80%, right? Yeah. And. Uh, what ended up coming, uh, what ended up happening is that um, obviously because of the very, very, for lack of a better word, shitty handoff from company to company, um, we were just overworked. Um, at that point, I had like put in uh, over 160 hours of overtime because we were stretched so thin like wow. months over the holiday and like during the transition phase to uh like the switching hands of the companies like it was insane like yeah. i basically lived doing that job like i would do that job in my sleep it was it was absolutely insane 
so what ended up happening is that uh, we get the reports back and you have supervisors that are scoring um, anywhere from 50% and down. And that's completely unacceptable. But you also have entry-level employees like me. Well, not entry-level. Well, yeah, entry-level employees, I'm sorry, like me, that um, should be at a 95%, but are at a 75 or a 65. And some of them were even at 30, 20, or 0%. And what ended up happening, and the reason I ended up leaving the company was when I realized how it just... They didn't care about fixing the solution. They just wanted to make it look like they found the solution and they wanted to get rid of anybody like reporting the problem because Hmm. that problem was a result of their mishandling and mismanagement. So there was no way for them to handle the problem without there being repercussions, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like there, they wouldn't have been able to avoid the, the backlash. So what ended up happening was that uh, I was in a special AI project and when I went to general uh, population, they never changed the settings on my account or my profile. So for Hmm. that special project, I had unrestricted access to our statistics and like all the videos that we had moderated. Um, I could see like supervisor input, whether they action differently. I had basically unrestricted access for the most part to the back end like from where america went to china like i had access to like all of that and what ended up happening was they put me up for a performance review and to me at that point it was insane because a month before that they were telling me that i was a top performer they were putting me in additional projects they were giving me a bigger workload without additional pay. Like they were having me uh, help train uh, newer employees without the title of trainer or without the pay or benefits. Like it was just basically using as much as they can, squeezing everything they can out of you. Exactly. Exactly. So when that, when they put me up for performance review, I pulled up the numbers, I pulled up the books and I was like, okay, if my, if the five supervisors or the five to seven supervisors that are responsible for the projects that I have access to, if they're all averaging a score of anywhere from 50 to 60% down to zero, how do I have any hopes of succeeding? when those are the people that I'm supposed to be reaching out to and that I'm supposed to go to when I'm not sure how to action and what violation to choose for a video. Yeah. Now speaking of, they're the last lines. Now speaking (laughs) of, uh, okay, like violations and stuff, I know for a fact you had to have seen some stuff on Epstein. I'm going to go there. Oh yeah. On Epstein elites. Yeah. Stuff like that. If you want to talk about that. Um, so it was, uh, Hollywood um, elites, Royals. Yeah. We'll go there. Yeah. So basically Epstein was kind of like the dam breaking for everything because from there I was able to like look back and things like the playboy mansion, the white bunny logo, Mm -hmm. um, 
the parties that Hugh Hefner would throw at his uh, mansion, the people he would invite, the rumors of debauchery that would, like, from freaking bestiality, and that was with his own girlfriend slash wives, like, it was... It was like I I wasn't able to deny anything. Like Yeah. Everything that I had experienced from like just looking up at a billboard and seeing like uh you know the advertisement for a future movie and like seeing some free ma- uh free masonic like symbolism or some Illuma- uh, illuminati symbolism in like the Doctor Strange movie where they're actually like mentioned and giving like an actual scene like it's just you can't unsee it and uh, I just the thing I've been I feel like I've been struggling a lot with is how do you tell people that there are what we would think of as human beings and I say that term very loosely because in my mind they're monsters, they're predators, they're yeah. they have no regard for other human life except their own and sometimes their immediate family, sometimes not even that. Mm-hmm. And that um they they see us as cattle and what that entails is that uh, from I don't even know, like, how do you tell people, hey, we're being cannibalized. Hey, um, where do you think these hormones are coming from for all these Mm. transitions? Because a lot of these hormones are natural, assuming you're not using, like, the synthesized version. And where, where is it synthesized? What is it synthesized from? They have to have key components to synthesize these kinds of things when it comes to the medical industry, when it comes to the industrial industry, when it comes to um, the electrical industry, where does melanin come from? Because we know it's harvested. Yes, we know we can get it from mushrooms. Yes, we know we can get it from sea life, but it is, it is an undeniable fact and it has already been disputed, argued and decided that human melanin, the melanin derived from our skin, is the most powerful at conducting the sun's energy. Stronger <laughs> than any mushroom in nature, cool. stronger than any algae in the freaking ocean. Like, yeah. So my question is, okay, if these products are made out of our, uh, natural melanin, where, where's the melanin coming from? How yeah. many people die in the U.S. every day? God, it's, not only that, like with the missing people. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> oh yeah, she needs a break. Chug water. <laughs> Cheers. So, yeah, so um, before that, like it, it, Epstein basically was like the key that and the connection that allowed me to see the web of everything from like the movies hostile where you have rich and wealthy people paying to torture people and i mean at some point like you even have them like consuming them in front of them while they're alive and it's just the most exciting thing to these people people 
Yeah. Like. Well, that too. I was. I was. God, it was crazy. I was listening to. I forgot what it was, but this this girl, she was a part of a human trafficking. She talked about where they would have these like. It kind of reminded me of. Oh God, what is that movie? Uh, mm. it's where they have a basically it's where like America goes on one night of just killing people. What is it called? Purge. Yeah, the, the purge, Goonies. Yes. Did you yes. see yes. the purge laws yeah. they passed in uh, Illinois? Yep. I see no, it. no. Oh, buddy, <sighs> yes. Yeah, I've been out of the way. They're getting ready. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're, Bas- they've been setting us up and conditioning us with those. Yeah, basically, movies. if you, they're not going to charge any murderers, any rapists, or anything like that. They're just going to get away scot free. Oh, yeah, dude. It, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. I'll send you some links, buddy. You can go ahead and read it up. Anyways, though, but it reminded me of uh, this 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 girl. She was talking about how she was in the human trafficking, and she said some elites they would actually. She woke up in like this forest, and it was they were actually hunting them. Oh, was it? Uh, and they have a movie like Lucas? Lucas? Yes. Yep. I think that yeah. Was it. I think so yeah. it's um. Oh, it's it's really. <sighs> It's unspeakable, really, but I mean, there's, at this point, there's so many accounts from multiple victims, like, across countries and continents that it's undeniable. Like, um, because before we had um, Jeffrey Epstein, yes, we had Hugh Hefner, and luckily for the bastard, he made it into his grave before he got uh, exposed, I'm sorry, like, you know, it was ironic to see him celebrated as this like pinnacle of masculinity like look at all these women all this money all this house yeah and he was a pimp and he was uh he was trafficking those girls to men and exploiting those men with video footage like it it's not the (laughs) newest ruse in the book like it's it's been going really isn't nothing yeah there's nothing going uh, forever nothing new under the sun So from before Hugh Hefner, you have Mark Dutroux. And Mark Dutroux, he was the same story as Jeffrey Epstein. This um, very charismatic financier had uh, freaking, he was, I'm sorry, he was getting uh, assistance from Belgium. Like, um, what is it? Like living assistance? Yeah. But he had multiple mansions. And millions of dollars in his bank accounts and like access to literal castles. And sure enough, like he, he just, he was known, like the working class knew what he was doing, who he was moving with. And what ended up happening was he uh, kidnapped two girls, kept them in the basement, did horrible, unspeakable things to them. Um... Luckily, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't want to mix this up. But long story short, what ends up happening is that he ends up getting released after a ridiculously short amount of time. And it is so preposterous to the working class that it actually instigated a march of 300,000 people in Belgium. Uh, also known as the uh, what is it the white march okay 
where they literally demanded justice because when he testified on the stand the first time um, for kidnap, rape, and torture, and also um, whatever it is uh, when it's it's like uh, holding someone hostage essentially against their will. Yeah, kid. Yeah. Um. After yeah, going hand in hand with kidnap. He said, he was like, the only reason that I do this, the only reason I have the opportunity is because I have elites, I have law enforcement, I have uh, judges, I have politicians, I have lawyers, I have doctors that all seek me, like, for the business that I conduct. Like, I don't do this on my own. Like, they pay me to get footage on these people to blackmail them for a later use. Like, I'm literally a pawn man. Yeah. He's basically kind of like the middleman of everything. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like the, what do you, what do we call him with drugs? The dealer? Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's basically, yep, that's it. Um, Jeez, LP. Let's see. Okay, now, okay, you got the Hollywood elites. You got the family. Uh, experimentation, extortion. Um, both forms. Yeah. So when it comes to what humanity is being used for, I mean, we're being experimented on. We've seen that with not only the Tuskegee experiments, but we also saw that with, um, uh, there was a time frame where they were experimenting uh, using radioactivity um, with prenatals. Mm-hmm. and giving it to pregnant women to see how it would affect the fetus. Yeah, um, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I read about that, yeah. Yeah, like, it's just, there is, um, like, if you were to look at the rap sheet of Pfizer as far as, like, criminal oh, violations against the public, it's horrible. horrible. But it's genocide. if you were to look at the U.S. government's rap sheet, genocide. it's even longer. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. It's oh. it's absolutely insane. It's mind-boggling that it... it... <laughs> so, from when it comes to experimentation, like, we've seen how they do it. You know, they um, use public institutions, like, allegedly. I'm saying all of this allegedly. Disclaimer, this is all for awareness. <laughs> Educational and entertainment purposes only for any FBI agents that might be tuning into this broadcast. <laughs> but <laughs> as far as experimentation like it does not stop there um it it really starts with the question of where does melanin come from where does the testosterone come from where does the estrogen come from what is it being synthesized uh, what is it being synthesized from and where is it even being processed? How do yeah. you even begin the collection process of bodies? Like if most people are cremating or burying their loved ones, like, yes, granted we have a homeless population, but that wouldn't like with the growing trans population, it just would not make sense. It doesn't correlate. Like the numbers aren't mathing for lack of a better words. And that's what I was going to say earlier too, with like all this identity um, crisis, I guess that'd be a good way to say it. Um, mm -hmm. That's where our military is shrinking so much. 
I forgot what it was, but I was talking to a buddy about it earlier this week. And it went from like high 60s to now it's like 16 or something. Like, like it's so freaking low that they're, they're where they're hurt. They're, we need people so bad. And he said, pretty much because of um, our, our right to firearms, that's the reasons these other countries have not done anything to us. Because we have so many freaking Americans. Oh, have you guys heard that uh, statistic? I don't know if it's true. I actually haven't researched it myself. But allegedly that uh, the private American sector owns more guns than any other organized military in the world, including our own. Yep. Have you guys heard that? Yep, that's actually what yeah, my I've friend, what, what he said. But I forgot how he phrased it. Um, Basically, but it was something uh, along those lines. I'm like, huh. Yeah, also, too, uh, what was it, uh, the president of China uh, back in the early 60s said that the reason why they won't attack America on our soil land is because we have more guns than they do have blades of grass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man. It's a great I, I way to put Texas. it. It's like, Texas, you'll shoot first, second, third, fourth, and then ask questions. <laughs> I love no, Texas. No, you know I what? I want to go I, back to Texas, I'm man. I'm not going to lie. Dude. I absolutely love being born and raised because I've spent the most of my life in Texas. Uh, I grew up in Arizona, too, like over the summers. Very, very, very much countryside oriented family uh, on my dad's side when it comes to like uh, being self-sufficient out in nature. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But when it comes mm -hmm. to like Texas, it's just we take it to a whole nother level. And I just I really appreciate it because I like I've had two cops, two different members of law enforcement tell me, hey, if you're in a situation where somebody breaks into your house and you have access to your nine millimeter, allegedly, I'm not claiming to have a nine millimeter. <clears throat> but anyway, in a boating accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just ask my kids. <laughs> so uh, what they both told me was that, hey, if you shoot somebody, like say you shoot them in the knee, they're approaching you. They have the ability to sue you in court because now they're unable to work for their the rest of their lives and well, they want to sue you for liability depending on I, the situation. A dead man can't sue you. And that's what I was going to get to. Thank you, Drew. That's what I was going to get to. So what they told me, both of those officers told me, hey, if you're ever in a dangerous situation where you feel like your life is in literal danger and somebody is on your property or in your property that has no business being there, don't ask, no questions. Just shoot to kill because a dead man can't sue. Dang right. Like the audacity. Also, the totality of the circumstances. Law officer, I was afraid for my life. Okay, good job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm 5'2, I'm 120 pounds. Like, you think I'm going to play uh, tag? What, what is that? Like the tag, tag in, tag out wrestling with a freaking burglar oh, yeah, in my yeah. house? No. Like, <laughs> Wait, it's weird too, man. Rope. That's where people are with their minds. They're like, what's the person going to do? Like, you know, tag I'm just going to rob them. Tag me out. <laughs> like, it's like one of those moments where, like, it's a gangster up. and they're in that situation. I'm like, well, good luck, gangster. Nothing's happened. Like, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> just, yeah. I'll tell seems... you what, Texas can be its own country, in my opinion. No, we really can, and um, with the way no, things it really are seemed like a going... new country, yeah, like like its own country. When I was out there years ago, and I'm like, dude, 
I, I love the open skies, but I really love mountains and hills or well, mountains and trees. So <laughs> I'm like, I miss, I miss Tennessee, but it's like Tennessee, Florida and Texas right now, I think are probably some of the better places to move. If anybody oh, thinks about it real quick, total side note. Have you guys seen that uh, map that was created by uh, a bunch of like scientists who were claiming uh, how the world was going to look like um, no. After the what? U.S.? After, after the water what? level rose? Oh, yeah, when we talked about after, um, the water level rise. Where there's going to be like a divide in the U.S., like where yeah, Mississippi like River Mississippi is going to turn into a giant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That I basically that. Arizona and Texas are going to be the new West Coast. Yep, I saw and that. California is gone. Everything's gone. Yeah. Man, dude, I've just been out of the out of the loop. Like, I haven't oh, heard this. God. This thing about Illinois is just so bugging me. And I'm like, dude, that, that's like our neighbor. I'm like, Man. yeah. Yeah. And now, like, okay. our world's going to change? What? Let's see. <laughs> I'm like, I, okay. I have some so, homework to do tomorrow. Let's jump over to the Majestic 12. Have you ever had a close encounter with the unknown? Have you stumbled upon a conspiracy that's just too strange to be true? Well, now's your chance to share it with the world. Our Cryptid and Conspiracy podcast is on the hunt for the most intriguing and unexplained stories. And we want to hear from you. Submit your tale by voice message or email and join us as we delve into the mysterious world of cryptids and conspiracies. So don't keep your story to yourself. Let's explore the unexplained together. Get in touch and let's make some noise. Links in the show notes. If you want to Ooh. go down that road. Yeah, so without uh, <laughs> getting too deep, I'm not even going to go too deep into the uh, Majestic Just 12, the cliff notes. But, um, Just the cliff notes. So this is all allegedly because, again, um, unless you're able to get your hands on these documents, um, a lot of this is still, like, classified, and it's only been shared by, like, word of mouth or snippets or, like, little <laughs> photo shots. Um so, uh, are you guys are you guys familiar with the Grayotta Treaty and President mm. Eisenhower? Mm, yes. No. Okay. So, Z, what happened was, um, okay, before how we were talking about experimentation, extortion, and predation, um, I'm just gonna put this out there. Um, if you think that we are alone. And humanity is the apex predator on this uh, earthly realm, this planet, this globe, this flat earth, whatever you want to call it. We are not. Because I promise you, I promise you, it is the things that are unexplainable, that have been well recorded, not only by individual, independent, free people of not only our country, but all over the world, but also recorded by scientists, recorded by uh, federal government agents, uh, members of the CIA, NSA, secret space projects. Like, it's, it's all out there, you know? And the thing that a lot of people are going to struggle with is that for the past uh, 60 years, we have been gaslit and gaslit and gaslit that... Um, People who believe in UFOs are absolutely insane. Um, there is nothing. There is no such things as aliens or extraterrestrials. 
But at the same time, we all agree that hieroglyphs are history and factual, and they literally portray different kinds of humanoid beings that are literally portrayed as giants with the heads of crocodiles, the heads of dogs, the heads of birds of prey to just regular men who are, who, yeah, who stand as taller Nephilim. than 20 feet. Nephilim, yeah. yes. <laughs> the giants, the fallen angels, the, the, the children of the fallen angels. And it really stems down to... Uh, earth being this giant like petri dish of just so much divine intelligent life being consummated here and having other intelligent conscious aware beings seeing that beautiful creation and seeing it ripe for exploitation like just seeing us as a farm to power their freaking battery you know Yep, so, that reminds me of uh yeah the whole like you said the whole treaty like we will <laughs> we will <yeah>. we will <laughs> See, give you bodies if you give us technology and this is where it ties into like mythology this is where it ties into legends this is where it ties into national parks and just like all the mysterious um recorded events and testimonies faces! yes on, <laughs> so what happened I've heard they're, was, they're under every national park Yes, yes. Every national park is actually a hunting ground. Missing 401, buddy. Come on, dude. So the national parks are designated as national parks because they're restricted for the species that inhabit those spaces, that inhabited those spaces before we moved to establish the colonies in America. So when we have like strange instances where a six-year-old boy is at the base of a mountain and suddenly he's found 6,000 feet up on the side of the mountain without clothes um, and there was literally no physical way, shape, or form for him to climb up there and there was no bird of prey. Like, you, 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 you're not going to miss an eagle snatching a six-year-old boy in front of your family at the base of the mountain below dense trees. Like, you're just, it's, mm-hmm. yep. they're unexplainable. So with the yeah, Rayana I remember Treaty, hearing a story like that one. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I remember hearing a story that was somewhat similar. Like uh, whenever they did the search and they end up finding the boy, he ended up dying of hypothermia, but it wasn't even cold. Like it was weird. Yeah. Like unexplainable circumstances where the bodies are hotter or colder than their surrounding environments. Um, so essentially what happened was before the Greata Treaty, it was like open hunting season on humanity. So what the Greata Treaty did was that uh, before where you have a range of, uh, I don't even want to like get into it too deep, but there's a difference between aliens and extraterrestrial beings. Okay. Aliens are genetically modified. Extraterrestrial beings are what we would associate as like the gods or goddesses that genetically engineered the human race. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that kind of reminds me of too, Z, of what you said about aliens, right? They're just look just like a shell. Mm -hmm. it's like a knockoff or like an imitation of a whole soul like it's an experiment basically so um 
what happened was before that it was just open season on humanity um anyone and everyone could be taken that's why you like before uh before that you would actually look at like historical accounts in the colonies and you would see excessive accounts like of the mothman and just like supernatural beings and cryptids where it was just rampant and it was just accepted as reality like you don't go out at night you don't look up at the trees you hear something no you didn't you see something no you didn't like why is your ass going outside anyways like yeah the sunset (laughs) like you know respect respect there's some truth yeah some truth to Mm. it definitely or even like yeah yeah go ahead go ahead no no i'm sorry go ahead no, it just reminds me of, you know, or even like the Cherokee or the Indians, the Ute and all that. Mm-hmm. They all have stories of these, you know, cryptids like snatching kids. Lands that even they don't touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sacred Anyways. grounds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we were. The um, treat- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Er, sorry. Um, well, we were just interviewing a friend, um, Farah, and and during the interview, she was she bought a massive plot of land out at uh, I think it's a couple hours from us here in Tennessee and it had like, and it, and like our whole house like shakes and, and it was crazy cause it was happening, you know, we, we, you know live video feed and everything. Um, and not only that, and she also she hears says, yeah, like when she's happens, out, like, yeah, she, she also what? hears, she also hears like metal, almost kind of like an industrial plant. She okay. hears metal. I heard that under Skinwalker uh, Ranch. So like that we're book. getting like, to that. We're getting to that. So underground um, faces. Right. Okay. <laughs> So, yes, we know there's underground bases, but did we know that there is an underground high speed, like 200 plus mile an hour uh, railway system under oh! the entire U.S.? Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to send you. Ah! I'm going to send you maps of this. Uh-oh. I'm going to tell you a quick story. I'm going to tell you a quick story. Okay. When I was on special teams <laughs> in Colorado, that's all I'm saying. We had to escort somebody. To the uh, Denver National Airport to go meet somebody. We went underneath. We got stopped by certain military. They opened up this giant door, and then these double doors opened up, and we seen railways, train railways. And then my buddy, about a year later, sent me this blueprint of the whole United States. I'm gonna send that to you. And I know you know what I'm talking about. I know 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 what I'm talking about. Yeah. I think I I have like a picture, but this was probably from 2016, 17. It's probably old and not updated, but it's The ones I got is old too, but yeah. Still, like... No, I'm sorry. Go on. I'm going to send this to you right now. Go ahead. Keep talking. (laughs) Sounds great. So, okay. What happened was basically um, there was this whole... uh, lack of balance and whenever there's like a lack of balance um whether you want to call it the universe the solar system our reality um it calls the attention of every other self-aware conscious entity in the vicinity because the majority of them reach a level of consciousness where they understand and they accept and they live by that basic concept of i was a grain of sand once too and if i had the opportunity to not step on myself i would not so they yeah. basically have this like uh, mentality of we want to help everyone and everything along their evolutionary cycle, and we want to respect everybody's free will, right? Yeah. 
but there's a small, small percentage of beings or entities that just think free will is a joke and they see us as incredibly stupid, uh, just sexual, short-lived creatures that have no purpose other than to feed them and uh, power their, uh, their technology. So yeah. what the Greata Treaty did was that it, uh, it allowed uh, Eisenhower to form an agreement with extraterrestrial and alien entities to basically say, we are willing to trade a certain amount of human beings from the United States of America for testing genetic manipulation experimentation the works mm -hmm. but you have to put them back right yeah that was the agreement right we all have heard multiple like first-hand accounts of how things don't always like go that way mm -hmm. and very much people are taken and they're just never seen again like we've yeah. seen with uh i don't know if you guys have seen the fourth kind i'm sure yeah i've mm -hmm. seen it and you know you have uh, it's so essentially agreeing to exchange opening the door to human experimentation but the problem was that before that treaty they were doing it illegal like illegally it was like yeah. poaching so yeah. the basically the backlash that was or uh the ripples that that was sending out through the universe and the reality was causing like fractures or um kind of like that uh disturbance i can't remember what it's called from that um the newest doctor strange movie where you start tampering with reality too much that it starts fracturing and basically crashing into the nearest parallel reality the multiverse oh yeah Multi yes yeah. It, it basically causes like stress fractures in the multiverse because we like it's just free will is one of those things that you it's like the foundation of our reality so when you abuse that it like basically undo it undoes the fabric of our reality and it causes what people would call uh what people would call glitches if that makes sense yeah. like glitches yes. in the matrix where you see a bird floating and it's not flapping its wings and you're it's just, just like that's been going on passing a, lot a stick lately. around it mm -hmm. yeah well it's so odd to me like um so much of this stuff now is happening you can clearly tell like it's not deep fakes um but I don't know. I, I saw a recent image, and it was of just a husband and wife walking out, walking their dogs to the park, um, in a, in a field. It could have been their own property, but anyway, the dog just stopped. Like leg, leg, like leg was up in the air. They were like running, and then they just froze. And it was just so weird because the wind was blowing the grass and everything. Um, and I don't know. There's and then no you've seen plenty it. of giants. Like it's crazy the amount of giants that are starting to be recorded and so, especially around Colorado. Oh my god! Yeah, I was Have actually thinking about it? yeah, it was out west. I don't know where it was, but um, when when Did you guys uh, the wife hear and that I went there, was found suicided. Yeah, mm -hmm. they said he found suicided. That guy that who was on he committed TikTok. suicide. Yeah, yeah. But if you notice too, on his last on on his last TikTok he did, looks like he was reading from something. And he was looking off to That's his strange. left, like he looked like basically he was like intimidated. Someone's mm -hmm. freaking pointing something at him, like, "Hey, you better freaking do this now." And yeah, you and could I tell it wasn't like, genuine. 
No, yeah, and you see the video of, like, the footage of the giant, and you can, like, I mean, all you have to do for all of you guys out there that aren't very techie, if you want to, like, very quickly check to see if something's been edited, you take some footage, you go to your settings, you turn up the contrast, and you'll be able to see disturbances in the image, like, where there's great levels of contrast. So, like... in the footage of the giant for example you see the giant on top of the mountain when you turn up the contrast if there was like a halo or a circle around the giant that would kind of indicate that it's copied and pasted Mm. or it was cgi'd so to speak so it's gonna contrast differently from the rest of the picture but it wasn't exactly And what happened with this man, he tried to go back up the mountain. He tried to go up a public access road. There was a black charger with um, men in black suits Yep, that were unlabeled, unmarked. They followed him to his house. He posted videos where he he felt like he was being stalked. He goes outside to address them. They take off. They haul ass. They go zero to 60, like... Yeah. You know, it, it's it either makes for great entertainment or a very shocking reality that we live in. Yeah. So, well, also too, it, it reminds me a lot of too of like um like when Jesus talks about in Matthew twenty four that when the end of days happen, it's going to be just like in the days of Noah. Well, in the days of Noah in Genesis six, it talks about the Nephilim. It talks yeah. about all these different entities and we were dealing fallen with a angels. lot of genetic experimentation. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And just yeah, like and it's wild too doing because that with, with people. Yeah, yeah like, and whenever we were talking with Gary Wayne, like, if, if you have, like, a little bit of a trace of the DNA of the Nephilim in you, like, you will have more abilities than, than the average person. See, and that's, like, that ties into, like, the whole mythology of witches, redheads, and, um... <laughs> Taylor, did you hear that, Injured. Taylor? <laughs> well, our good buddy Taylor, he's straight up a redhead, but he's pretty this, big. Uh, what was it? Like, uh, yeah. I call him. I call him now. Dude, yeah, I remember when he tried to jump over the water in the cave and he fell in it. <laughs> that was awesome. And I was so proud I made the jump and then he fell. And Anyways. And no, it's insane though because it really is a correlation because Genghis Khan, he was actually a redhead. Wow. Or from mythology, he's actually yeah. a redhead. They just the portray him as a blonde. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, it's kind of like generally agreed across the board when it comes to like legend and myth. That red well, like the are the of descendants Kandahar. of giants. Exactly, the mm-hmm. giants of Kandahar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These... Or even like there was a, what was the one? It was like the Utes or something. I forgot what it was. The Apache mm-hmm. or the Utes? It was some certain cave, the Polak cave or something like that, where they trapped these giants mm-hmm. and, they, and they try to smoke them out, but they were redheaded giants because they were stealing their white women and children, and these Indians said, the hell with this. They went up, tracked them down, and they were shooting arrows at them, and they ran into this cave, and they just totally just suffocated them. They smoked them out of there. And they yeah, died, and they were, they said they were redhead. And six toes, six fingers. Yeah. And that's the thing is that um, the one thing that I would say to anybody listening or watching still at this point, if you hung in there, there is nothing new under the sun. And I want you to tell me the last time you saw a human being pull something out of their imagination, out of their ass that nobody else has ever done or similarly accomplished. Because what it comes down to is that everything in fiction is inspired by reality. Everything in our art is 
imitating reality. There is nothing new under the sun. People don't start just uh, like beating up their wife and their kids. Chances are they had a, a father or a mother who beat their ass. Mm-hmm. We work in cycles. We work very much like monkeys do in the sense that we have to see something to do it. And it is very, very, very rare, like individuals like Jesus or who we'd call Yeshua, who accomplish things that have never, like he's never been taught or witnessed being done before him, if that makes sense. Yep. So when it comes to the Bible, when it comes to hieroglyph, when it comes to Sumeria, when it comes to the emerald uh, tablets of uh, Thoth, when it comes to cave paintings, when it comes to inscriptions of mermaids, of mythological beasts across the U.S., it is all derived from reality. And just because you have not left your bubble, your town, your city in 20, 30 years or four or five generations does not mean these things do not exist. If you go to like places like Ireland or Scotland, they still put iron bars on their windows and their doors because they don't want fairies stealing their children. And if you try to shit on them, they... They will get very violent, very angry because it is a very real, like, they don't play with them. They respect them and they respect the woods and the land they live on because they acknowledge, you know, beings were in charge before they got there. What's crazy about about fairies, um, I was reading this thing and like me and, uh, uh, oh gosh, not Gary Wayne. I think it was Gary Wayne or Derek Gilbert. If you look at the whole... um, the whole history about fairies and stuff in Europe and Ireland and Scotland and all that, they would talk about how uh, fairies were like tricksters, right? And they trickster spirits, tricksters, yeah. And they would pull them out into the woods. Next thing you know, you'd have missing time. You would wake up somewhere different, maybe like two days later, Strange and you correlate marks. that, yeah, and you correlate that to nowadays. That's basically like alien abduction. Mm-hmm. Hey, if we can ever like um not ever like it's gonna happen but whenever we can um interview la marzuli like uh, one of his books he like it's an actual fairy i think he was in yeah he was somewhere in central america and yeah, it was and some, the uh, like the scientist mummified. Him. okay Dude, you yeah. guys remind me to send you the video that i saw recently going viral on tiktok of a girl who recorded what looks like a fairy and she even posted a second uh response video where she slow uh slowed out slowed it down and she also posted screenshots so i'm gonna send that to you guys because i've just wow i'm shook very shook and it was amazing because where she saw it was uh in i believe cascadas uh mexico it's yeah. like an hour away from uh, Guadalajara, so it's like a very, very spiritual, like far from the city, like not disturbed kind of place. And yeah, uh, um, you guys are gonna flip. It's just, it's amazing. Oh, like, man, I feel I like wait. we're just yeah, seeing like... it more and more. They're showing themselves more and more. Yeah, and more people are ready. Yeah. They're not. And that's the thing. Ignorant. Yeah, like. Yeah, Sorry, and, and so many people, people that they're like excited because I don't know if they're gonna think it's gonna be Tinkerbell or whatever from Fern Gully. Like, <laughs> Baba Yaga. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm like, no, Baba it's gonna Yaga. look like that unsexy Bob Bob I, I know I can't say that name right. Baba Yaga. Uh, Baba Yaga. Yeah. So John uh, <laughs> Wick. Oh man. And dude, they're gonna be in for a wild awakening. But um, too like there's just so many part of the Fey folk. Um, I don't know. There's just gonna be different variations. Um, and See sure, and. Yeah. 
when people like if you're under like if you're religious at all and you believe like in the Torah, you believe in the Bible, like any uh version of it, whether it's the King James version that was edited by like a Freemason or like the actual uh transcriptions from the so Hebrew like text the, and the Greek text like, the like apocrypha. Yeah, yeah, and you you have the um, Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, the Book of Enoch, all the freaking other books that were removed. Like, there's just so much out there. But what it comes down to is you have fallen angels, these entities created by this uh, great creator, creators. We're still, you know, we're still working on that because at the end of the day, like, you know, you can argue it and you can dispute it in any way. But at the same time, to be made in our image only means that men and women were both reflected in whoever created us so either hermaphrodite or you can go to ancient religious texts that predate um like the modern english version of the bible that say god had a wife and that she was very much on equal terms like it's just it's all depending on where you exist in this world, whether it's um, a mother goddess who met a, you know, a masculine energy or it's just a masculine like father, son, spirit. Like it really depends on where you go, but it all ties back to this same story of this greater being creating other entities and these angelic beings basically reproducing and having sex with trees plants fish animals people and it's the source of like modern day mythology yeah how well, else if you would look you at have a griffin uh, yeah well if you look at uh the whole system on that uh what what i personally believe like I said, I, like you know me, I always, I always, I always relay things back to the Bible, because uh, mm -hmm. was it? There's I think so Psalm... much truth in there. They just yeah. put like little manipulations it's... to like either throw you off or misguide you, but you have to like have that Christ in your heart to be able to navigate it. Oh, it's the Holy like... Spirit. Yeah. Well, with mm -hmm. me, when it comes to like Psalms eighty, I think it's eighty four, eighty six. It talks about how after that whole thing happened with Genesis six, the flood and all that. God had a meeting with all these other all these other entities, right? That were in charge of all these different regions. You got he was in charge of Greece. Another one was in charge of Rome. All these other places. That's where you get all these. Yeah, other they regions. were all designated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a certain section, and then he's like, he basically states that, look, you guys have have not done like the right thing. You guys have not punished the guys who do wrong, but you punish the people who are weak, who need help, da 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 yeah. I'm cutting your guys' life short this like like this span of years. And yeah, and that just reminds me of when, you know, the fall happened. If you talk to a um a Hebrew scholar mm -hmm. compared to an American Christian in my opinion, you ask him when was the fall and where is Zuck? I don't know where he went. Anyway, so, anyways, like, like what happened in the fall? Well, a Christian here in America on the Western side is going to be like, well, that happened in the garden of Eden. Okay. Well, if you look at a, um, uh, a Jew, like back to like, to like, to like their texts and stuff, they're going to say three different things. One mm -hmm. is going to be, of course, Adam and Eve. Second mm -hmm. is going to be like, like Genesis six. But before That's that right. is going to be the fall of, uh, of Lucifer. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, yeah, when he decided he wanted to be God, just like God, he cast them down to this earth. This is basically their domain before we even got here. Yeah, and it, that's why we see so much uh, manipulation and so many contradicting but correlating like uh, ancient drawings and uh, inscriptions all over different continents prior to them having any connection or communication with one another is because you had them like uh, the problem that um, we had like was the fact that the giants were so uh, revacious like they just had this unfillable void that could not be filled so it started with genetic modification of humans and creating the pig and hoping that they could uh, raise the pig to feed the giants and it would stave off their craving for human flesh. And before we knew it, they, you know, the, the floodgate broke and they were just ravaging humanity. They could not mm-hmm. control themselves, their, their hunger. And I mean, it, the thing that people have to remember is that like magic is real like you can't you can't be religious or spiritual and read any religious text and not believe in magic how else were you able to create a beast that has the head of an eagle but the pot like you know the hind of a freaking lion and wings yeah well not only that too it reminds me of when you talked about okay like that treaty with with uh with that president what's his name Truman? Uh, Eisenhower. President Eisenhower, Eisenhower. Eisenhower, yes. Eisenhower, yes. Well, before that, a little bit before that, okay, well, after that that whole treaty, of course, Area 51 expanded after that, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, oh, God, I forgot who this doctor was, but he was a big-time follower of Aleister Crowley, okay? And, uh, and Aleister Crowley— I know Crowley, who you're talking about, but I yes. can't remember his name right now, yes. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot the doctor's name. Anyways, he was— he helped out in that whole like a government agency and like walker like rocket propulsion and stuff like that but um anyways he was a big time uh priest priest in like the dark arts well he opened up a portal and they say that whoever opens up a portal has to close that portal well what sucks though is when he opened up that portal that's where all these entities really started to come through a lot of people started to get taken that was before the whole treaty well mm-hmm. during that time like a week or two after he did that, he died in like an explosion because he was like a chemist. He was a scientist and he died in an explosion. Well, that portal's never been closed. Yeah. So and it then, would literally come down to like, uh, at this point, the only hope would be um, he reincarnates. And <laughs> no, I'm being so serious because I've, I've discovered and I've learned that apparently the reason reincarnation works is because your DNA, the DNA of like the baby in the mother's womb, it changes after the soul enters the body and the wow. DNA is activated by the soul. It's like a super, it's super insane. So when hmm. you hear those stories about those little kids who are saying, hey, uh, I was murdered in my past life and the dude lives like, down the block and then it turns out they find the murder weapon they end up finding the body of like the kid in the previous life and solving these unsolvable mysteries like just when i tell you anything is possible guys literally anything and everything is possible matrix style 
Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and on that subject, because I was telling Drew this so a while back, um, I think it's out in California, but they're, they're, it's an artificial womb to grow babies. Oh, yeah. See? Yeah, it's kind of like, like, like the whole Like, I don't understand. Like, does that... Yeah, I'm wondering if it would kind of be like a shell, kind of like a great It's alien, a whole like... can of worms, though. That, that's the thing, though, is that when you're when you're putting it in that artificial environment you're taking away so much of that nurture and like environmental like stimuli of having your mother her voice her rubbing you soothing you you get me like i can only imagine that going one way and just a bunch of sociopaths coming out of it yeah. like mm. like but we think that you're... times are tough now we ain't seen nothing yet like it's like you guys thought the the gamer generation with the Call of Duty guys who uh, are shooting up their high schools are bad. Like it's yeah. about to get a lot worse. Yeah, I want to say this <sighs> is in, in a dark way. Like this is actually pretty tame stuff compared to what it's going to look like probably ten years from now, and then ten years after that. Like it's if we can all last that long. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, fingers crossed. We're on the most uh, positive timeline, where all these portals are getting closed, and we turn and permanently shut off CERN, and we quit just messing with freaking portals and supernatural forces that we don't have the comprehension for. We really just don't. If we can't even solve all the problems humanity has, what business do we have entering other realities? We we really don't. It's it's very simple. Well, it's so crazy. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Even more. God, I keep cutting you off, but you just hit like certain like points in my mind. I'm oh man, wait, I gotta say it now. No, no, no. I was just gonna say how we have like like the CERN uh, like in Knoxville, Tennessee, and it's just oh, the yeah, smaller like the version. Whole, yeah, the whole like hydro yeah, collider. Yeah, over yeah. in the Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge. Yeah, I would love to interview the guy who shoots the anything that comes out of it. Like I, I mean, he that probably ain't won't. Happening. I'm letting you know. That yeah, ain't I'm like, happening. it's probably not gonna happen. But the fact that, that, that guy, ain't happening. I'm like, dude, <laughs> dang it. No, and so. then did you guys ever hear that super beautiful, like, inspiring story about the other time that the uh, CERN collider was supposed to launch, but a squirrel or some kind of like ground rodent like uh, chewed through some of the cables, no, so they I weren't able to start. Oh, no, no I have not. yeah. So everybody was taking it like a freaking for like a work of nature, like those. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen videos of like birds attacking five G towers or like bees attacking five G towers, trying to like destroy them. Hmm. No, it's, I have some digging to do. <laughs> yeah, just they that you'd be surprised how conscious and aware the things around you are while you're just living your day to day life. So yeah. it's. It's just basically the the gray otta tree just really opened the door and the floodgates for everything. Like we thought it was going to be a great deal. They give us technology and they gave us like what was the equivalent of like the what is it? The predecessor to the iPhone? Oh, uh, the yeah. Yeah, yeah, the iPhone and the the Android. So basically, they're like saying, hey, you know what, let us experiment on you. We'll give you this computer that's the size of your pocket. And you'll be able to accomplish like insane things, intergalactic travel, you'll be able to do what we're doing for you for other entities on other uh, planets, like just the whole speech, the whole salesman pitch. 
And what it comes down to is that it was really just this uh, Pandora's box of systematic indoctrination where we think we're becoming free because we're relying on this uh, technology. And in reality, we're like uh, a great majority of us are just becoming slaves to it. And then before you know it, um, we need to have our Facebook, our Instagram, we have to have our, you know, 50 likes, our 500 friends, like, um, gotta post my food, gotta post my drink, gotta post my, like, you know? I know, it's so weird, because I'm like, man, I'd much rather eat my food. But I don't know, I don't know, it's just crazy. There was a friend of mine who made a a post and and it was of this woman like while the while my friend was at the uh where was it at the pool with her kids as they played mm -hmm. um somebody else came and the mother they were there for about 30 minutes and the mother spent 15 minutes no wait 15 20 minutes just taking pictures of the kids and the kids only got to spend five minutes in the pool oh and my was just gosh. taking selfies and stuff and i'm like dude that's so horrible man like Bro. where these kids are and now i've i've make it a thing i mean i, I don't I don't have a problem really like super unplugging when hang when my son's older, we're totally going to go out more and hiking and stuff, but um, he's always going to be in front of me. He's not going to be behind me. <laughs> like... And that's the thing is that as long as you're on your phone, like there's some kind of uh, energy harvesting, like it's we're we're literally being tackled on all sides by all forces from our food industry to, um, cause like when, when it comes down to it, like, who is responsible for human trafficking? Who who is paying off um, law enforcement? Who is paying off uh, the you know border patrol? Because again, we it wouldn't be such a prevalent problem if we didn't have some of our guys working on the inside, and that's what it it mm -hmm. really comes down to. It's just like this whole like checkerboard of whose side are you really on and what are you really playing? Like, because anybody, uh, if you go to the far right and you go to, you seek out the anarchists, they'll tell you that the biggest cartel in the United States of America is the CIA. No, when it comes definitely. to trafficking drugs, when it comes to trafficking people, when it comes to uh, starting coups and overthrowing countries. Yep, CIA responsible for... Mm-hmm. For paying and setting up Oswald. Uh what is it? Oswald for JFK's assassination. Like it's, it's Okay, just... question, question. Because I saw a TikTok. I gotta ask you on this one. I saw a TikTok and uh, like a video on, on IG where okay, Oswald, right? They always need like an escape goat. I saw where yes. if you slowed it down, it looked like his driver turned and popped him once so and twice. I've actually seen I've seen that footage when I was working uh, for that third party company. I saw the footage. I, I saw it like panned out, so it wasn't like propped. Yeah. And I saw like the sixty seconds before and the sixty seconds after. And he, I'm telling you, he does turn around. Like it's yeah, because you can clearly like, see he was shot in. He was shot from two different directions. Not only the yeah. driver, but someone else yeah yeah i was like holy crap that looked like legit because you clearly see that pistol right behind him boom boom yeah. no and that's why she's like she looks like she's trying to run off the car and get away yeah. from the driver yeah because if like if 
if if you're in a situation like that and i mean i don't obviously nobody will ever it will never compare or you know have the that exact opportunity but mm. most people i would think you're going to look for cover yeah, so you're, you're not going to try yeah. to jump out of the car you're going to try to like fall to the floor of the car yeah. not get away and out of the car mm-hmm. unless yep. there's a threat nearby well, okay too we're going to get in this little realm too okay what how long after did Marilyn Monroe die after that um that's a good question that like the whole 60s is kind of like a blended time frame for me but i know that uh i know know that marilyn monroe was killed by a cia agent um there was a man who came out on his deathbed saying that he like he literally listed the exact cocktail the percentages of the like chemicals he used for the cocktail yeah exactly the time he went in exactly like word for word everything and just that she was a threat to national security she was because he unloaded all everything onto her see and that's the thing is that she was sleep um allegedly she was sleeping with jfk as well as his brother i don't know if at the same time but both brothers were aware and both cordial about it it was a very weird triangle thing (laughs) But um, what was agreed was that the reason that um, the reason that he claimed that the assassination order went out was because JFK and his brother were having a conversation at the White House about her saying that she wanted to go public and she wanted to tell everybody everything. If you're looking for one of a kind art that is sure to make you stand out from the crowd, then look no further than Drew's tags. Drewski has created a world of custom art that will take you on a wild ride through sports, space, travel, military, cryptids, and beyond. Whether you're a fan of Bigfoot, a reptilian, conspiracy theorist, or just someone who appreciates a good pun, Drewski has something for everyone. So why settle for a boring old print when you can have a custom creation that is as unique as you are? Reach out to Drewski today and get started on your one-of-a-kind masterpiece. Check out his Instagram link in the show notes. Yeah. And, and that, shortly after that, she was um, killed, and then I believe he was killed shortly after that. That also reminds me, too, of all these people who want to come out and say the truth, right, always end up getting whacked. Look at the Clintons, how many people they've supposedly... Well, I'm going to say over 70-plus dead bodies yeah, around they all, all, all 70 friends committed suicide, B.S., and then you got, um, you know, like a Chris Cornell, Chester from Lincoln Park, and Andrew Zimmerman. They were all Avicii. doing this. Avicii, yes. They're all doing this. Uh, They're going to do this video. Kurt Cobain, of like, too. Did you know? Yeah. Did, it, did we say Kurt Cobain? Sorry, I just. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't. We didn't no. say Kurt Cobain. Same with him, too. Michael Jackson to, and Bob Marley. Yes. There's a they're lot of to, them. They're trying to come out with, I know, with on their aspect. Break the agenda. Exactly. Mm-hmm trying to ruffle the cage and trying to tell the truth about what's really going on and they end up getting whacked. Yeah, and the the only reason that they're able to get away with this is because they've tricked us into thinking that the world is this tiny globe, it's this tiny closed space, when in reality there's underground cities that are like literally yep. dwarf Manhattan and dwarf uh, LA. Hollow Earth, Hollow Earth theory. Oh, yeah. that reminds me too of uh, back in the... 30s they have this 
LA Times paper where they have underground cities in LA. Yeah, so the, and get the lizard uh-huh. people. <laughs> there was reports of lizard people, exactly, and it, it's just insane because I mean, I've seen footage of the laser boring technology where yeah. the laser itself is about like the height of a like one story. And the laser burns so hot that the surrounding rock, limestone, granite, whatever it is, whatever uh, they're boring through, it turns instantaneously into marble, creating the perfect underground structure to create a train, transportation system, or housing, like, for structures. Not only that, to me, that's the perfect way of um, just, like, DIA and NORAD and California, all that stuff. That's the perfect way to transport. Do you want to hear something really ironic? Sorry. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah. You guys remember, um, what was that? What was, what's the name? I'm sorry. What's the name of that TV show with the CIA guy? Is it, it's not a, uh, is it American Dad? Yes. American Dad. Oh, that. Yeah. Did you know that <laughs> shortly morning, after USA. that yeah. was released, <laughs> they moved CIA headquarters from uh, Langley Falls, Virginia to Colorado. Very ironic. And uh, then huh. in the show, they say like, oh, hey, like since they moved and he's like, I don't care. It's only a 10 minute commute. Like they, <laughs> there's jokes and references everywhere. <laughs> And when yeah. you look at like the Simpsons and you look at Matt Gronick and you that. see he's responsible for Futurama, like it comes down to predictive programming, revelation oh. of the method. You know, um, in Futurama, they tell us about lizard people, aliens pretending to be news people and influential people and that there's mutants under New York City, that there's mole people like all these crazy, outlandish, insane things that we laugh at, like at a, on a daily basis, yeah, is coming from a Freemason. Yep. Also, who's too, privy there's this, to? <laughs> there's this one show. It's on Netflix. God, what is it called? Um, it's this. It's this cartoon. Oh my gosh! I was watching it forever, and I forgot the. It's not name, Inside but... Out, is it? Oh. Uh... Is it where the girl works for the Illuminati? Yes, that's it. Inside Out, I think, is yeah. or something like that. Yes, yes, and she like it's you're your telling face. me we spend millions of dollars a year to convince people that we're just this ghostly like secret society that's like uh that has frivolous like orgies and just like stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. And it's just like yeah, yeah, we do, but in reality, we run the world and um we choose like all the major political leaders, like your favorite mm-hmm. president. It's like, oh. oh, so Hillary Clinton, lizard. Barack Obama, lizard. Um, Donald Trump, allegedly lizard. And yeah. it's just like, you're just, mm, it's really, really like, that's how you know we're so, so close. In 2020, we had the big disclosure where they said, hey, um, by the way, we've been gaslighting you for 60 plus years and we've been destroying people's lives, destroying their careers, livelihoods for believing in UFOs, for believing in extraterrestrials. But by the way, we're releasing a bunch of documents proving that we've not only known about them, but we have been actively working with them since President Eisenhower's uh, presidency. Like, yep. 
How are you going to backtrack that? You literally gaslit us. You destroyed people. People committed suicide because you turned their life into a laughing stock because they knew what was out there and you basically blew the dog whistle and had everybody virtue signal them to death. Like, yeah. thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> It just, it's mind-blowing. And ever, like, ever since I got on TikTok, it just opened me to a wealth of information from all over the world. I've met all kinds of people from influencers to doctors to freaking uh, holistic healers. And it's just insane. Like, since then, uh, I've learned about the whole breeding centers. Um, I don't know if you all have seen that interview that was uh, conducted on Oprah, like, I think it was in the back in the 80s, uh, mm. mid 80s or mid 90s, where she was interviewing this woman named Ter uh, Teresa, and that on the outside, her family was uh, part of a Jewish community that they were very well respected, well liked, well dressed, and that their community would ritually sacrifice children and rape and sodomize their own kids. And like, it was, it was just mind blowing at the time because they were, she was like, you don't understand. Like these people were pillars of their society, pillars that would tie me up, force me to sacrifice children, sacrifice babies. I had to drink blood. I had to, um, have un like unconsensual sex with siblings with fathers and uh, like mothers like it just there was no limit there was no line uncrossed yeah and that really like burst a bubble for me because it was just like when she said there are so many of us and we're all over the country and there are many of us that are women that our only job is to get pregnant and produce babies without social security numbers. Mm -hmm. And they'll be bigger women, they'll wear baggy clothes, and they will, you know, you'll never know. Yeah. And, like, you're, you're going to church with them, you're going to the synagogue with them, they can be pretending to be Jewish, they can, pre uh, they can be pretending to be part of the, what is it, the... Christ of Latter-day Saints, I believe. Yeah, Christ of Latter-day Saints, yeah, Jehovah's Witness, They've, all that, yeah. There's mm. been a lot, a lot of whistleblowers and victims coming out saying they were a cult. There's a cult in there. Like, everywhere you go, every single branch of religion has these people as a, like, masquerading parasite. They invade, they pretend to practice the religion, but behind closed doors, they practice their own like uh satanic uh, yeah it, belief oh, yeah system. i know i know exactly what you're talking about because john ramirez he used to be a like a like a warlock satanist and he talks about that he talks about how they oh, would is he breathe. the one who like changed his life and he like uh devoted his life to christ and just completely yes. 180 180 yeah but yeah. he was talking about how um he when he was in they used to send people in like that that were priestess or anything like that into churches into synagogues and you know muslim communities and so oh yeah god bless you no i'm just joking um <laughs> and he's uh, yeah and they would there are three things they would infiltrate they would try to get on the board they either try to get on the board position spread of rumors, power. 
exactly spread rumors or try to um, get in there like sexually with the pastor or a priestess or something like that. And they open would totally... a channel for trafficking or exploitation of either Ex- the members or the children. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they would totally tear apart everything. That was their job. Yeah. From the Mormons to the, um, just like every just everything, single, every single religion, out everything, there. every culture, like it just, no one is really safe. Like it's, it's so well hidden. Like, because you have to remember when the slave trade ended, all the people that were writing cookbooks on how to cook a Negro, and I say that as politically as correct as anybody can, but that <laughs> is the title of the book, yeah. How to yeah. Cook a Negro. Where do you think these people went? They yep. weren't arrested. They weren't tried. They weren't hanged. They weren't lynched. They just disappeared and melted into society and for generations and generations, we've been growing up with them. Yeah, and then you my... wonder why black children are going missing, or I'm sorry, African-descended children, because we don't like the word black. It's just freaking racially divisive, and nobody's freaking white. <laughs> We're all shades of brown. But you get what I'm saying. Children yeah. of darker skin going missing in whiter communities, like, we have to start asking the questions. Hey, is it in the South? Hmm, did they have a history of consuming their slaves and like being deep in the slave trade yes okay then we may have some cults still running rampant like it's people think the kkk is it but no there's like so many like variations branches off like everybody wants to do their own thing everybody likes to take something original and make their own adaptation and then run with it so Yeah, and what it comes down to is just being able to identify the symbolism and being self-aware where you can at least avoid it, you can at least teach that awareness to someone else, and you can develop this community and this system where whenever you see a heart logo embedded inside another heart, inside of another heart, you know they're probably trafficking little girls. Yeah, or Or like what was like the spiral? The circle yeah, with the and little the, the spiral triangular spiral is yeah. representative of a boy lover, and it's Pizza, it's just hot dogs. It's, it's so simple, like it's really so simple because you have a heart, and a heart is representing a girl. And I mean, if you look at it and you see, okay, there's a little heart. It's open. And then they're drawing a giant heart outside of that little heart. It's almost like an adult and a child. And like, you're just, you start to make those mental connections and you're able to like process and understand what those signs actually mean. Like to the point where you don't have to have somebody tell you what it means. Like your mind is actively just decoding it. Okay. So, okay. Since you're okay. What can you give to our audience things to look out for when it comes to that? Um, that with your self-aware, it doesn't pass it doesn't pass them by. It just kind of like pops up like, oh, I, okay, something's up, something's up with that. So I mean, right now, the ones that we're seeing most commonly uh, shared when it comes to like, um, advocacy groups and uh, awareness and prevention is uh, talks of pizza and 
pizza representing a little girl. And the reason they use the pizza is because of the V shape, which mm-hmm. is also representational of the vagina. And you have hot dogs, which can be used as emojis. It can be used as the word hot dog. But it represents the penis of a little boy. And it represents a little boy. So it, they use everyday things that seem innocent but they'll tie them either to sexual innuendos or they'll tie them to food for whatever reason these people these predators these freaking monsters love to associate food and children why is a completely different story but i mean What it comes down to is when you look back to Babylon, when you look back to um, the Romans, when you look back across history, whenever there's a giant period of debauchery, that debauchery stems from one place and it always comes to um, orgies, uh, having sex with animals, having sex with children, all the lines and boundaries that we observe as a society basically go out the door and nobody is left off limits. So if you really, really want to be able to identify symbols and you want to be able to see a blue triangle that is encircled by a bigger open-ended triangle and another one and recognize that as a uh, boy lover logo and know that Anybody who's wearing something similar to that, or if you see it featured in a kid's TV show or even a Disney movie, that is a predator basically putting out a bat signal to other predators trying to get their attention. And the best way you can educate yourself is by digging into the history. And it's just, it's it's really... It's it's like this path that's very, very beaten. It's very, very untraveled. Um, like, we all know it's happening, but there's there's not really a book on how to deal with this, how to, or that I'm aware of where it tells you, hey, um, up is down, everything is inside out, we're in the twilight zone. Um, there is a 0.001% of... Um, elites at the top of the pyramid of corporate America that not only um, exploit human beings as commodities, they also rape and consume their flesh. Like, there's just... I mean, there's no, I've, I've yet to come across anything out there. Like, everything really just hints at it because it's just so reality-shattering and it's so freaking it just it destroys who you are as a human being because you can't it makes you unable to like connect the reality you live in because you feel like such a good person you feel like you have so much love then how can this outer world reflect so much ugliness what does that say about you so and that's where the whole like uh ignorance is bliss plays in and where people want to stick their head in the sand and you know, to fix a problem, you first have to acknowledge there is a problem, but 
that means you have to step away from all your favorite pleasures in the world. You have to develop discipline and you have to acknowledge that while yes, I could go the rest of my life without ever having being affected by human trafficking, but do I really want to wait until it's my daughter or my friend or my mom that is taken off the street before I get involved? It, it, it starts with asking questions. It starts with an open mind. It starts with just knowing that if you can empty your mind and you can accept that you are just a speck of sand on the ocean of eternity and you can literally humble yourself to that point then anything and everything beyond that point can become plausible and anything that become plausible becomes tangible and anything tangible becomes tackleable and it just it there are things like the red shoe club Macaulay McCulkin was not crazy when he said that producers and Hollywood elite were eating children and partaking in orgies and cannibalism. He was not crazy. He didn't lose his mind. He didn't have too much money that it went to his head. He didn't get lost on the sauce. Like, these are real accounts. This is really happening. And... The only, like, it starts with self-awareness, it starts with consciousness, and it starts with saying, hey, I don't want to be part of the problem. Do I really need to get 10 packages from Amazon? Or can I plan to cancel my membership? Can I check out where my local, mar uh, like, you know, where my local farmer's market is? Like, it's just stepping away from that instantaneous like uh gratification of having it in your hand or having it on your phone or having that reaction right away to putting in a little elbow grease putting in a little bit of work and realizing that there are too many of us that are self-aware that are completely awake and know what the problem is. They know that children are being taken every day. They know that men and women are being parted out for the, the black market. We know these things, but we have to be able to trust ourselves that we are not the only one who feels this way. And we have to trust ourselves enough that we will be able to find other like-minded individuals because the whole thing is that they have us so chalked and full of fear that we don't even want to network with each other. How do we build a community? How do we freaking call out the federal government for their experimentation over the past two, almost three years when we can't even talk to each other and we don't even want to talk past like surface level conversations? Like, how was your day, honey? How is school? Like we have to have real conversations and we have to say, hey, you know what? I love you. I'm not against the science. I've gotten every freaking vaccine up until this point. I've gotten extra vaccines. I got yellow fever. I didn't need it. But this injection that they're marketing to you is completely useless and it's even poisonous. And I love you and I don't want you to sell your health 
for something that they tell you is free when it's paid by our tax dollars and you cannot buy that health back. Like, it, it's just, it it's really comes down to, are you going to live the life of ignorance where you're going to die on your deathbed and you're going to have a life full of regrets and you're going to be thinking, wow, I could have saved that person, I could have helped that person, I could have saved myself? <sighs> or are you going to be the person that digs in your heels, that sees the scratches, sees the wounds, sees the trauma, grabs some dirt, rubs it in and says, I'm here now. What I feel is valid. It's real. But I'm going to do what my heart says. I'm going to trust my gut and I'm going to have a clear mind. And I know that as long as I have love in my heart, I'm unstoppable. And if I'm unstoppable, so are others. And if we're all unstoppable, where is this force coming from? Who is supporting us? Who is filling our cup that is making us feel that way? And why are these tiny percentage of people or monsters or predators so intimidated by the person that we call our creator, the universe, existence in all its entirety? They're terrified of us. Like, you look at Project Looking Glass and you realize that these elites have technology where they're able to look into the future. They're able to look into the past. And they are absolutely terrified because after 2012, it was a blip. They weren't able to see. And they were able to come to the conclusion that the world was ending but not ours, not yours, not mine, not yours. Like it was their own world. No matter what they do, no matter what they manipulated, no matter what propaganda they put in place, no matter what politi political leaders they cloned and replaced, we always win. And the more that they try to mess with us, manipulate us, they try to turn us away from nature, they try to teach us that gender is some kind of construct that can be deconstructed and destroyed. It's just, it's all out of fear for our potential and our power. And there's just a lot of great things that are happening from full disclosure, from extraterrestrial contact, to you're going to be seeing people with supernatural abilities like it's it's about to be world war three but i mean it's spiritual but in the sense where everything we've witnessed before this point from x-men to uh captain america like all of these things are stemmed in a tiny seed of reality and there's a tiny bit of truth being passed onto our subconscious because they're trying to manifest this reality. But at the end of the day, the conclusion comes to we are creators. We're unstoppable and we're uncontrollable. And that is the gift of free will that was bestowed upon us, upon our creation. And the only people who can take that gift away who can sell that soul or give up that soul is us and they Z. can't take that power from us huh you all right you got anything buddy 
Oh no! I'm Sorry, like, I feel like I went on the end of like a very like motivational speech before we march out and like attack the enemy. I'm gonna. No, go you go. I was like, man, I wish you gave a toast to my wedding. <laughs> like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go off. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm definitely gonna piggyback off of that. Yeah, I agree to some to some extent on that. And uh, like you said, guys, um, things are gonna get worse before it gets better. Uh, on my half, just like. Uh, just like Zook knows, just like Owit knows. Um, even though we kind of believe different things, but the outcome is going to be good. Um, like I said, I believe biblically on certain things, on everything on me. Um, yeah, just like, you know, the whole power of free will. Like, we come to a crossroads, guys, and you can either have our head in the sand or look at the situation that's presented in front of us and act on it, whether it's... Um, physically helping like you said boots on the ground getting your hands dirty or be mentally smart about it you know let people know what's going on be a watchman on the wall um that is our job and our duty as people is to protect life is to protect kids is to protect you know the weak that can't you know and look out um, for one another exactly look out for one another and that's just you know and that's the same thing you know on like what jesus says too you know Help the weak, help the, oh God, the help downtrodden. the children. Yeah, the, the downtrodden. Like the, you know, like the children. You know, and Boom. like Jesus even says, it'd be better for you, you know, to tie a noose around your neck with the stone, other than leave, other than, other than to lead like my kids astray. And uh, that's to me, that's that's number one, guys, is the kids, hands down, is the kids, because in reality, they're our future. They are a future when it comes to the government. They are a future when it comes to leaders. And not only that, like God, my, God Almighty, um, when it comes to kids just getting tortured and just traded out for, for sex and just for yeah. all that, like a blasphemous stuff, it's, it's insane. And yet we still have our heads in the sand and people still go about their day when it comes to just getting distracted. Just like Whitney yeah. said, just, just getting distracted when it comes to our cell phones, our time, and just time suckers is what I call them. And just got to just take a step back, breathe a little bit, and focus on what's our main priority and the And what's immediately the- in front of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. My God. I'm, I'm just kidding. Come back. I'm here. I'm here. Can you guys hear Three, me? baby. Did you guys, okay, did you guys yeah. hear me or did I cut off? Man, it was no, some juicy too. And the, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So basically what I was saying, um, what, oh God, how did he put it? Our pastor said, what or shall we say to who are we pursuing? Like, what are you guys putting your time into? Is it to football? Is it to sports? Is it to all these things that really don't matter? It really doesn't in the scheme of things. Cause just like that whole C, like uh, like that quote that Caesar says, when people start to get smart and start to rally up, let's make coliseums, let's make mm-hmm. all these games. Well, are you, you can have a coliseum. Are you serving your ego or serving your soul? Exactly. What are you putting your time into, guys? You know, and to me, See? time's running out. Time's running out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah, it's uh, guys. Time's running See? out, and we really got to put our put our boots on the ground and really think. What the hell am I doing? Yeah. And I do want to add one more thing real quick is just for all of you out there that have been holding this information in your heart, on your shoulders, in your mind, 
in your very gut every day you go out to work or you leave your kids in daycare or you just um, you see your family go out into the world just remember that just being here is enough just breathing and choosing to do life again and again day in and day out is enough and if that is all that you're able to do with your energy and that's all that you're able to muster with your soul please please don't take this the wrong way and you know if you cannot contribute to the solution please just don't be part of the problem mm. yeah because we'll come after you <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> catch a but predator <laughs> But everybody, exactly. yeah, just just remember, like your 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 choices matter, and it won't just affect you when others around you. Like it can affect generations. So we need to be careful, and and it's many choices um, that we can try to make the smart one. Um, I mean, because we're putting a lot on the line, um, and especially Whitney, like um, just to bring this message to you. So it's not something we're like playing around with. Like this is legit. This is real. This is raw. This is how it is, and this is unfortunately the world that we live in but also we can make a much better one and it, and it can take i mean it can take a lot of time but there is safety there is uh, power and and so many more things in community like community can build people up or tear people down and you need to decide who you're going to be um anyway i hope you guys sleep good and uh <laughs> but i know but but Thank seriously um so everybody yeah like thank you so much for just uh hanging out with us uh this time and i mean it really has been uh, a pleasure like having whitney on this podcast and yeah i just hope yeah. that uh, i just yeah i'm just glad we talked and wit i just hope what you said about the whole oh god about the whole uh, sex trafficking industry and the elites and what's really going on in this world behind the behind the curtain hopefully it raises some eyebrows and it gets people thinking and uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what we did today is just to get people thinking at least and just to get out of their box, just to get out of their comfort zone and just, yeah, yeah. just to think about what's going on out there Break besides their own little autopilot. world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, where can people find you if they need to go to hold you? Um, so if you want to reach out to me, um, I am on TikTok as Aura Diosa. That's A-U-R-A-D-I-0. S A because they banned my last account, so I had to switch up the spelling hmm. and add a number. Um, but you can find me on TikTok under that handle. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook uh, <laughs> under my real name, Whitney uh, Christina, not my pseudonym, which is Oradiosa. But um, you guys, please feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions, if you want somewhere to start, or you want to learn how you can actually make a difference just in your community whether it's volunteering at shelters or um entering online spaces and being able to support people who are going through these kinds of trials like there's just so many ways to help and all it takes is a question to open the door and um just thank you guys so much for giving me this opportunity um it's really become this point in our reality where conspiracy and criminal collaboration um fictional um 
what seems like manipulation versus actual reality are just colliding. Everything that we've been told for decades and for generations that was not true, we know for a fact is true because it is in our faces all over being witnessed by not only ourselves, but our family, our friends, our loved ones, and people all over the world. This is the most amazing time to be alive. And despite all the forces of corruption out in the world, just remember that as long as there is one single human being with unconditional love in their heart, this battle, this, this war for our souls has not ended. And it will not end. Mm-hmm. And we outnumber them 8 billion to 1. So I don't know about y'all, but I really, really like them odds. <laughs> Z- yeah, to quote Hunger Games, I think the odds are forever in our favor. So mm-hmm. Right on. Exactly. Uh, Z, you got anything else, brother? No, that's it. I'm like, I'm so blown away. I, hopefully I'll be able to sleep tonight. But I don't know. just have a lot to think about. Like, this is... <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's 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 really it's really a lot. But just remember, um, rabbit holes are great because it helps you distinguish reality versus like programming and just indoctrinated beliefs. But you have to be able to disconnect. You have to be able to go outside. You have to be able to go hang out with your family's friends. Tell them that you love them. And please be careful because it is very, very easy to get swept up into this. You don't want to get swallowed. You don't want to fall into the abyss. There are so many people out there like me that take the public hand in hand and walk everyone through this reality, (laughs) this Alice in Wonderland crazy reality that we seem to live in. Hey, Uh, are you there? I'm here. I'm back. What happened? <laughs> what happened? It's just what happened? You missed it. It's so much happened. <laughs> oh, I saw. But, I, I was talking, and then you guys were just blank. <laughs> I guess that was me. See, I was talking, but you were blank, and I thought Z could hear me. But I, at this point, I'm no, not I, even sure what recorded. <laughs> no, no, it's still recording. Um, I could totally hear you. Yeah, no, I th- I'm like Drew. Really left. What were you saying, Drew? I'm so sorry. No, you're good, man. You're good. I was like, yeah. And then you guys are just like. <laughs> and that's the code word. <laughs> like, are you guys there? <laughs> so Maybe it's just getting late. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, Wit. Hey, buddy. Thanks thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on and sharing, you know, like your testimony and what happened to you. And uh, thanks for just, um, I know it's, I know it's a lot of risk, uh, saying what you said but i appreciate you be safe and um yeah i'm glad uh, i'm glad you came on just talk to us and just uh, yeah, yeah. You know, talk to people about the whole about the whole trafficking thing and stuff so yeah. um thank but, you guys for having the space and thank you for the opportunity and i really hope this isn't the last time because i mean there's just so much to talk about so much to tap into and Please, guys, there's so much good in the world. Please don't be terrified. This is why you have literally the most two awesome guys literally interviewing people from all over the world to bring you Mystery Decoded. And instead of telling you you that you are crazy, that you need to check yourself into an asylum, they hold an absolute open, 
unfiltered, unjudgmental like space. And, you know, it's just, we don't hear about the things we do because they're not real. They Myths all start somewhere, legends all start somewhere. And there is just so much to explore and just thank you guys for having me and I feel Definitely. like it's going to be a very interesting uh, next couple of years. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, we'll definitely, <laughs> definitely have you on a round Sorry. table for sure. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. No, and then from so. here, um, it's only it's only up from here. Um, you guys have already like I've already seen the impact that you've made on like your niche and your community. Like just by talking and having the confidence to talk about things that people would just like how dare you share that experience like you know you're going to be blacklisted by society like yes yes you know we've seen we've seen skinwalkers we've seen this we've seen that but we don't talk about it we don't acknowledge it and it's like why the heck not how the heck are we ever going to grow as a freaking collective consciousness if we're too scared to just talk about our own experiences? You know? All right. Yep. Thanks for coming to their TED Talk. And thank you for listening to me. <laughs> right on. And out. <laughs> right on. Z, you good? You got anything Shut else, buddy? No, that's it. I think Wendy did a great job in ending it. Like that. That'd be good, guys. Maybe we should hey start guys. saying thanks for coming to that talk. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, like I said, uh, um, yeah, if you guys want to get a hold of Whitney, uh, she definitely um, talked about where she's going to be at. Zuck's going to drop all that in the show notes. Um, yeah, uh, like you said, guys, uh, guys, just like we said, we just uh, hope and pray that you guys just listen to what she said um, and just and just keep an open eye, especially when you guys are out in public. Just keep an open eye out for kids and uh, even just other adults and stuff on basically on just like what's going on throughout the world. And uh, if you see something, say something. Say something. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. See something. Do your say something. You know, like also, guys, yeah, do your research. Don't take our word for it. Do your research. And uh, <laughs> like we said, yeah, if you guys got any stories or anything you guys want to talk about, your experiences, you know, just hit us up on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. But other than that, guys, uh, remember, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers of this world. So keep your head up, guys. Good times mm -hmm. are coming, but remember, it's got to get worse before it gets better. So, And remember, whenever fact checkers say it's fake, that means it must be true. Oh, <laughs> Good night, guys. Thank you for everything, all right? We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Be blessed. <laughs> Watch who you hang with, man. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Anyway. Just give me something to feel. They know the glass is full, so the drip has turned to a spill. Be careful what you wish, I for sure can grant your appeal. Cause when I hit you, they gon' blame me when you caught it off the field, right? I'm already cold, but I need to chill. I'm here to sharpen the skill while giving us some conversations where none of us getting killed. Look, that just how D feel. <laughs> I'm buying land for the rebuild. Welcome to D field, plying in isolation. <laughs> Cause finding my way in this type of nation Delaying gratification by sowing my seeds now And understanding the patience uh, The book is already written Stop skipping pages, forgive me, the mind is racing 
If you take away the things you think you needed, life is basic, it's a movie, a lot of them playing Satan. <laughs> be happy, God is free. You follow truth if you follow me, just call me D. I turn the page. You really think you're doing something when you burn the sage. I done it all and it was nothing but a learning phase. Yeah, that's demons casting out demons. Giving yourself the power by telling God you don't need him. I'm leaving all of my problems to the most high. You see what God do behind the scenes and make your soul cry. And you don't have to be in church with a suit and a bow tie. I'm saying when you sinking, he'll be right there when you both die. I call him Wi-Fi. Look, it's all about connection. How much did he study when you see a man was tested? How much did you give when you give a man his blessings? One of my pet peeves is saying it was manifest. You can walk outside right now and get shot and die any second It's two things I pray for and that's peace and protection Did you guess it? <laughs> and I ain't saying go believe the reverend I'm saying my praying hands are a secret weapon I kept one for many years Struggles are souvenirs I see we not moving then that's the reason I disappear Cause I'm on a mission to break loose in my future years Even if it looks super weird I should be the one Lucifer But can you tell me? <laughs> That isn't something wrong with me Cause I'm able to find peace Without walking on the beach stress free I look at life like you should Cause everything you think is bad Might be good Understood? Hold on